Hello and welcome everyone to the Things That Made Us podcast, a podcast that is taking place in a galaxy far, far away today. <laughs> yes, that's right, a galaxy far, far away, because today we are going to be talking about a subject that is very near and dear to me, as well as everyone else who is a part of this show today, which, you know, coming from a time zone far, far away, I got my co-host here, Messiah, what's going on? Far, far away, as far as central of the United States, Texas specifically. Yep, yep. Yeah, yeah no, I'm doing right. great, man. That's good. I'm good. Good to hear that, man. Good to hear that. And also today, we got a special guest with me, you know, someone who grew up on the moisture farms of Arby's with me. Um, <laughs> back <laughs> We got my homie here, <laughs> Deep Money. I'm sorry, bro. What's going on, man? <laughs> Man, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I thanks for having me. I I'm really excited to talk to you guys about my favorite thing in the entire galaxy. That's right. I mean, oh yeah. Yeah. That is right, man. Yep. So everyone honored, today, honored to be here. That's right. I'm glad to have you, man, because this guy again, we'll get into it later, but he, he kind of relit the the spark of Star Wars hope back in me. So, you know, we'll get into that. But uh yeah, today we are talking about Star Wars. Star Wars is gonna be the subject because all of us it has played, uh, you know, at least from a little to a lot of a part of our life and a role that kind of helped us get to a point where we are today. I feel like, you know, we'll get into it more. But before that, I kind of want to, you know, do what we did last time. So we get into the entertainment arc real quick. So welcome back. I made a little uh, little intro for the entertainment arc. That's right. We're in the entertainment arc. So you guys, what do you guys been up to? You know, what are you uh, what are you doing? What's your thing right now? you know besides star wars what are you guys into or if it is star wars you know go for it then good job yeah <laughs> i'm par for the course yeah um so i'll go first just so i can get it started here um i've been playing games i love video games as i mentioned last time mm-hmm. um valorant is the game of choice unfortunately so nothing has changed since the last time uh, i love my shooters but something that i have been getting into recently is riot's uh card game which is uh, Legends of Runeterra. And something like that to me is like great because I was a huge Hearthstone fan, but I was just so tired of like trying to stay within like the meta and me spending money. And it was just like a time, like it was a, it was a money suck, bro. It was literally every three months I was buying a new expansion and it just felt horrible. So somebody told me that Legends of Runeterra was a kind of like Marvel snap. It was kind of, more friendly to uh free-to-play people so okay. i've been picking that up and i've been enjoying it i play that thing every day so just the card games like you know the chilling card games but you can still be a little more competitive with it right so oh yeah oh that's awesome yeah i need to get into it. i haven't played it yet but i'll definitely get into it because uh you know i'll let you my the guests go first t-bone what are you uh what are you up to <laughs> I love how Messiah said Valorant. Unfortunately, <laughs> that's, oh, that's yeah. pretty good. Every Valorant player is like, oh, I play Valorant. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, me, man. <laughs> what have I been into? Uh, if you happen to be here and you're from the Kyber Culture podcast, that's um, right. and you know I'm a, a big World of Warcraft player. I've been playing since I was 
pretty much since on and off since the game came out. So like 2004, almost 20 years. It's a little sad, but you know what? I, I love it. I just found that I was decent at it. And you know what? I, I love the fantasy of it. I, I love pretty much all aspects of it. And uh, there's a new season out. So that means new raid, bunch of new content. So that's pretty much been filling all my time, except really the only other thing I've been doing is, well, in terms of gaming is playing uh, Jedi Survivor, which just came out, Ooh. what, end of April? Yeah. So it's been almost a month. Damn. Mm-hmm. Has it been? It's been that long? Yeah. I feel like it was yeah. like two weeks ago for yeah. some reason. I don't know why. I know. Dang. That's what I'm saying. But yeah, Dang. it's it's a blast. It's it's There's so much feeling from Fallen Order, but there's a lot more possibilities. It feels like the universe is way bigger. Ooh. But I've been taking it slowly because I, like, again, I've just been so invested into WoW. But I also don't want the game to end like ever. So I'm kind of just <laughs> taking it chunk by chunk. And yeah, no, it's been a blast. But that's pretty much it in my world for entertainment. Just okay. Really those two things. What about you, Gary? Um, me, uh, I've I've also, you know, had the un- unfortunate uh, turn of events to be playing Valorant. As well. <laughs> I also play Valorant. And um, unfortunately, it's great. Um, because it's fun to win, sucks to lose. Um, I actually took, I feel like the past week or so, I've taken a break away from it and been playing a lot more of Team Fight Tactics, which is uh, Riot's other little like auto chess game, and really been investing in that because I'm trying to rank up. And it's, it's just so like kind of like the, the card game. It's so easy. Yeah. You just kind of, you know, put your board together. You don't have to think too much and you let them, you know, work it out and see what happens and wins. And I like those kind of games. So, that's why I kind of want to get into Legends of Runeterra, but yeah, I've been doing that. Um, and you know, I don't know if I talked about it last time. I think I did. I also been been you know doing some music production, so I just uh, been working on some music. Just dropped a song this Friday uh, called Toxic. It's a little bit more uh, EDM house vibes to it. So if you like that, you know, go ahead and check it out anywhere you get your music: Spotify, Apple Music. Yes, uh, self uh, plug there. Uh, <laughs> we love that. <laughs> but I mean, it's what I've been doing. I really like music, and I want to make it more. So, like, really been getting into that, and not too much on game. I mean, I do game, but I will say there was one shocking game that I have been playing because I think it's also a little more subtle with the gameplay. I didn't think I was gonna like, which is uh, Marvel's Midnight Suns. Um, oh, it's like a card. Uh, action game it's like uh what is that game called it's like xcom xcom yeah Yeah, it's like xcom where it's like like a strategy turn base where you move your characters but instead of like them attacking you have a cards that you have to like use to like use attacks and chain stuff together which is really cool i didn't think i would like it but i do so i think my brain is just like let's play something simple please because you can't handle anything else yeah (laughs) let's just do simple games but um yeah that's pretty much all i've had for the entertainment so yeah guess that's that's it for us right nothing that's else. what we've been doing that's what we've been doing in the entertainment district so um yeah we'll get right into it right into it today's topic as we already said star wars you know um i want to ask you guys what is star wars to you like what is star wars to you what is it like just the base idea in your brain when you think of star wars oh man 
<laughs> how, do you, how do you say it in like one sentence you know i guess it's like yeah how do you think it like what when you if you're talking to someone who's never heard of star wars like how do you tell them you know like what star wars is i guess i mean i guess you would kind of be able to relate it to lord of the rings maybe like it's a fantasy it's marvel right now technically it is going in the direction i feel like of marvel movies where um we're starting to get these shows and unironically they're both owned by disney so no surprises there when they're taking the same directions as far as what they want to do with their shows and their movies but if you like marvel uh and if you like the idea of it being superheroes and this and that and some of these superheroes you heard of Chances are you have probably heard of a character called Darth Vader or Luke Skywalker or Yoda or the most recent one, Grogu or Baby Yoda. (laughs) So if you're into uh, fantasy, uh, space fantasy like Star Trek, maybe you've heard of that one. Uh, Star Wars is, you know, a good I, I don't know. You could call it a Game of Thrones, any kind of fictional just. But now it's set in space in the future. There's good, there's evil, there's the big powering overlords, and then there's the small oppressed people that are trying to dethrone the powerful evil empire, literally empire. So it, it's good. I mean, I, I kind of went all over with that answer, but it, think of it as just a futuristic space rendition of like your some of your favorite series that you know, such as Game of Thrones or Marvel. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it is pretty much a space uh, opera, right? Like that's, yeah, it's just, yeah, like, I could have uh, easily <laughs> just said that. Why didn't you answer your own question? Yeah. I, I feel I like that's a cop out, a you know, opera, yeah. it's a cop out, but I just wanted to get your guys like thoughts on it. Like you too, like what else, like, what do you think Star Wars is like when you try to explain it, you know? Well, <laughs> my first response would be not, this isn't how I would explain it to somebody, but Star yeah. Wars is my, my religion. Like, <laughs> like, yeah. like straight up, not like, not like I'm sitting here, like praying to the force, you know, yeah, every night, yeah. Yeah. but like you guys, I think you guys know what I mean. Like it, it keeps me grounded. It's like part of my foundation. It's, you know, it's helped me get through some seriously like dark times in my mm-hmm. life. And I'm like, so thankful that something like it exists in the world. Yes. But if I were, if I were to explain it to somebody who's never seen it before, honestly, it's 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 a fandom it's a culture it's it's a community like a titan well part of the community is not very tight-knit and is a little yes we just don't even acknowledge them Um, (laughs) (laughs) there are star wars fans and there are star wars fans so yeah 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 yeah. you guys know how the everybody knows how the internet can be and star wars is not safe from it Mm -hmm. but yeah, I mean, and I if if you've never seen Star Wars before, not to to repeat too much of what um, Messiah said, just the fact that there's so much content of it out there, it, like comic books, books, shows, movies, just start somewhere. And even if you don't like it at first, I would advise you to just like keep consuming it. And I just feel like there's something in it for everybody. And if you just keep going like something is going to like speak to your heart and you're going to love it. But, and if you don't, you don't, you're entitled to your opinion, but this is true. You know, but I, Star Wars you're going to like it. Year, so you're going yeah, like to like it. If you, if yeah. you like a little bit of like action and fantasy stuff, you're going to like Star Wars, you know, yeah. Star Wars. Yeah. It feels yeah. like it's 
for a lot of people. So, yeah, it's got the classic tropes, you know, the hero's journey, the good versus evil, you know, all that kind of stuff. Yes. Um, it's. Ah, I, I just I can't recommend it enough if you've yeah. never <laughs> seen any Star Wars before, but. Enough of me. What about you, Gary? <laughs> yeah. So before you, before you answer, yeah, yeah. Like he said something. I'm gonna call you T Bone. T Bone, you said yeah, something sure. because it's like you said it helped you get through some dark times. So you, you probably think to yourself if you're watching this or listening to this, you're like, ah, what is it? There's some sort of that's like saying like, uh, you know, watching the Avengers got this person through a hard time, you know, in his life. Yeah. Somebody at my work was gifted we we had a we we currently have like a star wars group and we hang out we go bowling we go eating we oh, do yeah. all that stuff at yeah. our job you know yeah. it's like these yeah. are paid professionals <laughs> or like some of us have kids some of them are married some yep. of them, yeah so one of the my coworkers got gifted a card set and in that card set was like four different categories and she would just be like you need to go pick a card so you'd go to the box, you'd open up the little uh, box and you'd, there'd be these big old, like almost index cards and a certain color contained like a quote, mm-hmm. like for inspiration, another color contained a quote for, you know, having a hard time right now. Uh, another color had another quote and it was just like, she's like, go ahead. And she would like flash them out like a deck of cards and she'd be like, pick one. And then you just pick one and you would look at it, you'd read it. And it's a quote from the movie. It's a quote from, uh, you know, any of the movies that exist or any of the shows. And you would just read it and you'd be like, I needed that. I I really needed that. Like you read it and you just think to yourself like, Ooh, like I needed to know that, like whatever I just read from a character that spoke this in the movie just speaks to me right now in this specific situation. So I loved how T-Bone mentioned that because that's what this fandom, that's what this culture brings out. You know, it's not just media. It's not just entertainment. It's friendships. It's bonds. It's, it's you know, uplifting and it's things that get you out of dark times. Yeah, I wholeheartedly agree with that. That's freaking deep, man. Honestly, I didn't think like I didn't have that first initial thought like right now. But when I thought about it, I was like, yeah, you know what? Star Wars does give me. It really does. Like sometimes I think back to some moments and I'm like, oh, man, that was great. Like that really I feel like if I was in a situation, I would need that kind of push. To, like it's yeah, Star, Star Wars is great. That's why we're here. Um, <laughs> yeah, I I don't even know how to follow that up, man. Like Star Wars to me is kind of the same. It's like an in-between mix of you guys and stuff. It's pretty much so ingrained in me that i can't unthink of star wars star wars is so a part of my life like i could quote things i know so much and it has also gotten me through some some times where i didn't think i would you know be able to like the games have been a part of my life for so long i know so much about the games and the story that like (laughs) it's just i don't know like i don't know who i would be if star wars wasn't in my life you know i can't think about that it's it's crazy to think like that and a thought occurred to me because last week we talked about like, and you know, anime stuff like anime tropes and everything. Like, Star Wars is pretty much an American shonen anime, but like live action, <laughs> right? It's a boy going on adventure, right? You know, getting power up, you know, level going through a story. It's pretty much the American version of a shonen anime. And I realized, like, man, hmm, 
is this part of why I like anime so much? Because Star Wars is like it. <laughs> like Star Wars could have been a part of that too, you know? And yeah, the story, it feels like it's very simplistic, but that's that's okay. It's one of the original ones of those types of stories. There's the adventure, you know, going on an adventure besides that, or like Dune. Dune and Star Wars are like the original, you know, going on adventure. And it's just, I think when you're younger and you see that, you're like, oh, I want to do that too. But like, you think about all the struggles that they went through, but they, you know, persevered through all of it. It's like, dang, I think I, you know, we, we could all use a little bit of that encouragement in our life. So yeah, Star Wars is, I don't know. It's just a part of my life. And I can't really, I can't really put it into more words besides I just, I can't, I feel like I can't live without it. You know? <laughs> no. It's so part of you now. It's like, I can't remove it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that's why I kind of wanted to get into like, cause we talked about it. What do you guys, what was your like first experience? Like, knowing what star wars is or like it ringing into you like this is star wars like growing up you know like what was star wars for you growing up like what was the first movie or something you saw or tour anything like what was that so i mean i'll answer first i think yeah. for me it was kind of like everybody knows who darth vader was mm-hmm. but i just never knew where he was from like where's this big bad villain this big bad scary guy in a black costume you know, where, where, like, where does he come from? Why are people like, why does he have like this intimidating factor? And so I think I would see as growing up, I saw bits and pieces of the original trilogy. Yeah. But the first actual movie I probably saw like from start to finish was of the sequels or sorry, the prequels. Um, <laughs> man, we were going to have arguments based on that. Right? <laughs> it's like, but it's like episode one. I'll just leave it like that. Episode one was like the first yeah. movie I saw from beginning to end. And it yeah. was, it was like, okay, what is this? And as I got older, not only did I take more of a liking to it, but it was all like, man, there's, I got to rewatch the old stuff. You know how some people nowadays, they're kind of like, ah, the animations, ah, the acting, it was done so yeah. long ago. Why would you want to watch it? Just watch the new stuff. It's got cool effects. It's got better actors. It's got this and that. But I think if you truly fall in love with something, uh, whether it be anime, whether it be movies, cinematography, anything music, like you have an appreciation for it. So I started digging in. I started watching all the older stuff and I was like, okay, wait, this is a universe. (laughs) And now here we are in 2023 and they're making it that way. But my first experience, probably when I was younger, bits and pieces, and then just started with episode one and just slowly snowballed into understanding what Star Wars was as a whole. Dang. Yeah, it's pretty, I mean, same, I honestly say for me, because I was talking I think to my mom about it not too long ago. I'm pretty sure, like, I knew what Star Wars was, but it didn't register to me because I used to, when I was younger, I used to play soccer, like, all the time, going to soccer tournaments, you know, on this whatever spring select team, traveling to different parts of the California, going out of state. And I remember the first movie I saw also was uh, episode one in theaters on a soccer tournament. And I just remember, like, I was blown, my mind still blown away by the duel of fates the music the choreography going oh. between the space battle and then them fighting and like that stuck with me so much that you know again you might get into it later i think that like that moment even without nostalgia is like that's like the number one live action jedi lightsaber fight and i will i will that's the hill i will die on you know that's how i feel like that whole feeling of like tension and like you want the good guys to win but oh it's looking a little grim like that whole thing it's I'll never forget that in theaters, like just everyone quiet and silent when that thing happened. But other than that, you know, the rest of the movie 
was it was good too. But yeah, so same man. Episode one yeah. was really my introduction. So yeah, T Bone. Yeah, no, I had a feeling we were all probably <laughs> gonna have the same answer because because yeah. I mean we're well. all part of the same generation. Yeah, we're all part right. of the same generation. Um, and same for me. I think I was ten or eleven. I didn't see it in theaters, but. I think I got it on DVD. Yeah. And I watched it. I watched the Phantom Menace probably like four or five times in a matter of a couple of weeks. And mm. there was just something about like young Anakin that either I did resemble with or wanted to resemble with. Yes. It's kind of it's kind of like Gary was saying, like you you see these these characters going on these adventures and you want to do them. Exactly. You, you want you want to go on them as well even though they're experiencing all this conflict, right? Like, cause people don't like conflict, but you learn things through conflict, right? Exactly. Right. Yep. And it's, it's, it's even, it's, it's crazier too, because I feel like even when I was that young, I kind of understood the commercialism behind star Wars. You know, it's like, Oh, star Wars, star Wars is like the big, like mainstream, like this is, this is cinema, right? Like this yep. is the top dog. Um, especially considering the Phantom Menace came out. It's been 40 years since yeah, like the last, you know, 30, 40 years. Yeah. Yeah. Since the last movie came out. So it was, it was a big deal. It was a big deal when we were that young and yeah, I loved everything about that movie. I even had a bowl cut, like, like the actor, <laughs> like young Anakin, <laughs> like young Anakin, oh, Nick no. Lloyd. Oh, yeah, it's me. Yeah, you dude. had the bowl cut. Oh, that's yeah. funny. <laughs> Where's my speed racer? Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> I want a Gungan as a friend and freaking Liam Neeson as my pretty much dad. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, that would be amazing. You would never yeah. get kidnapped. And you if you did, never. you'd be found immediately. Yep. And you would have a dad who'd com- committed <laughs> several felonies. Good. Yeah, it's um that movie holds the specialist the most special place in my heart for sure. And man, it's just crazy looking back on that movie too. Cause we'll get into this a little bit more, I'm sure, but mm-hmm. just piecing everything together as time has gone on. And like, as we've grown up is like the most fun part about this whole thing. Like, yep. Even with, you know, the original movies not being the first chronologically and kind of moving backwards and forwards Mm -hmm. and then going in between and all that it's like i don't know i feel like if i had to choose between growing up with like in the 70s and seeing star wars when it very first came out and between that and net like how i grew up on star wars i still think i'd like to grow up the way i grew up on it yeah wouldn't Uh, change it wouldn't change it yeah Mm -hmm. wouldn't definitely not change it but yeah Phantom Menace, definitely my first real experience with Star Wars. Yeah, I mean, we're all kind of pretty much, yet again, we're all millennials, so we grew up with yeah. that. Like, Star Wars, definitely. Man, I'm. I, it was a side thought, but, like, I remember back in the day, remember we used to have to wait in line for everything? I remember, like, being in, outside the movie theater, wrapped around the corner, like, twice just to get into the movies yeah. to see Star Wars. Episode yeah. 1 and 2, man. That was, that was crazy. What a time. <laughs> before and, and, and even tickets. even all the way so that episode one and two right i think yeah. what early 2000s mm-hmm. yeah so when episode seven came out oh. i went to go watch it and me and my friends were gonna watch it like the day it dropped mm-hmm. and i don't know maybe we're gonna get too much into it but or into it later but i don't want to touch too much 
complete fandom. Everybody dressed out in costumes. There was like about mm-hmm. nine different lines outside of the theater. And you would have to go to the line and be like, are you the 850 showing? And he's like, no, I'm actually the 920. He's like, crap, that's not my line. Okay. Uh, are you the 850 showing? He's like, no, I'm actually the nine o'clock showing. It's like, crap. Okay. And you're going through all these different, like, 20 years later, or not 20 years later, but I mean, roughly like Close. 15, yeah. 16 years later, up here. just for episode seven, a brand new trilogy was about to begin. And all that time later, and people are still going crazy. People yeah. like are rushing to the theaters, especially after being like on a hiatus for so long, right? The Star Wars uh, franchise was pretty much just limited to what games, books, all that stuff. But mm-hmm. when it came to cinema, like it, nothing had come out since episode three, Revenge of the Sith. So yeah, man, that fandom, that craziness, that like excitement that people have, like that, that will always be there guaranteed mm-hmm. for this next trilogy that comes out to the, the same results, whether you love it or you hate it. <laughs> besides the fact there's still going to be people there and I'm going to be one of them. So I don't know if you guys have this mindset, but for me, you know, it's pretty much biased, but like certain only certain things have like a, well, it's this thing. So I'll give it like a little cushion when I grade it, you know, like it's not too bad. Star Wars is one of those things, like no matter what, it can almost do no wrong. It'll land softly. Like it won't be like, oh, this is hot garbage. Like I'll always think, well, it's Star Wars. So I have to, you know, give it a little bit of a, that's how great Star Wars is to me. I feel like no matter like how bad it is, I still won't think it's like as bad as something else could be. It's very rare things out there that, that could have that. Star Wars is one of those things. (laughs) (laughs) It's you saying that just reminds me of this, this meme that I think is viral for a little bit. And it's, uh, it's Keanu Reeves, I think from one of the John Wick movies where he's got a glass of wine and he starts drinking it and he's like crying. And it's basically (laughs) saying like, all right, you have to choose between like, killing your best friends or never watching Star Wars again and it's just him <laughs> drinking a glass of wine crying. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, sorry. All my friends are dead. Like, yeah. Yeah. He's like turning on the Star Wars movies crying. You're like, yeah, that's okay. funny. Yeah, that's <laughs> ain't that serious, but true. No, I got you. Yeah, 100%. But <laughs> um, do you guys think like, I feel like Star Wars was one of the series of franchises and just crazy not everything the whole all of it the ip is one of the things that pushed nerdum into the mainstream i feel like star wars was one of the things that pioneered nerd culture being cool you know early on right i there yeah. wasn't that much stuff i feel like well our time i feel like we were in the middle at least for me growing up it was like star wars was okay to be a nerd cool with star wars other things like oh you like marvel you like that like oh you're a nerd but star wars like oh that's the cool nerd stuff. I don't know if you guys kind of have that same thought process, but yeah, that's kind of what I felt like growing up. Star Wars kind of helped push. Oh, it's okay to be a nerd a little bit and like this kind of stuff, you know? What do you guys think? Uh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, I, I I would probably agree with you on that sense. Um, even in today's day and age, I think being a nerd or a geek yeah. uh, with, you know, whether it be Marvel, whether it be star Wars, whether it be anime or any of that stuff, like that is like socially acceptable now, which I love because uh, growing up, I almost played like both sides of the fence. Like I was in sports. So I hang- hung out with one type of crew, but then I was like, I love video games, star Wars and all this other stuff. So I hung out with like both and I was being dragged in both different directions, but uh, luckily, I turned out okay. So, but to me, it was like 
you like you couldn't mix the two uh, yeah. back then growing up like it was like you're either a geek or you're a jock and that's what it is and and i feel like now especially maybe our generation or maybe even kids that are younger than us um like you think to yourself like man this is a lot more acceptable like star wars is like a table talk um you know discussion like people know what the mandalorian is people know what um loki is like people talk like i I don't even know what marvel is man but everybody's telling me watch loki on disney plus hey i don't even know what star wars is but everybody's saying go hey go check out mandalorian like you're gonna love it and i think like now it's been pushed into like it's okay yeah like don't worry watch it enjoy (laughs) it and to me that's awesome because kind of like what t-bone said like you get into it, you consume a little bit. And even if you think to yourself, like, you know what? I may not like this as much as my Game of Thrones. It's like, keep going little by little. Yep. You're going to develop. You're going to see that this is a bigger universe. This is a, a grander scheme of things. And you're just like on the tip of the iceberg right now. And I think, yeah, I, I think like right now it's definitely more acceptable. So. Oh, yeah. That's oh, what yeah. I Absolutely. No, I I couldn't agree more. I love that it's so socially acceptable and has become more of a standard to be somewhere on the, the nerd or geek spectrum, you know, whatever mm-hmm. it may be, you yes. know, Lord of the Rings, freaking game of Thrones, yep. you know, high fantasy, low fantasy, whatever yep. it is. I mean, it just, I feel like, especially like when we were younger, like nerds and geeks actually like got bullied for that kind of stuff. Yes, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Which is, oh yeah. Which is messed up. And now it's like, I I never was in that position, but I was like a skater and like all this other stuff too. So it yeah. was like, I didn't kind of feel that way <laughs> necessarily, yeah. but, yeah. but like for people that, that did get bullied for being a nerd, where like you super smart, you got all these star Wars action figures, you know, like it makes me feel even happier that now they can feel more okay with themselves about right. like who they are and what they love, you know? Yep. Um, yes. But yeah, no, it's, it's, it's awesome. And I, I especially feel like the day and age of that, that we're in with, you know, information and information dissemination and social media. Like, I mean, you see like these videos of people spending $3 million to make their, their mansion look like the inside of the death star and like (laughs) all of this, like this social media that's been like pushed onto us, I feel like has definitely help propel what what you were saying gary like helping push this to become more acceptable and it's something that everybody can enjoy people can bond over it it can create friendships you know i i, I love it it just puts a smile on my face you know <laughs> a smile on my heart yep that's awesome yeah i you guys are i, I mean i brought it up but it reminded me because I feel like we all, now that I think about it, we all kind of had this, like, yeah, I was a nerd, but I played sports, so, like, I was cool, but, like, you know, like, even me, too, like, I played sports. But I, I still like myself, games. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I call myself, like, an undercover nerd. Like, I played sports. Yes. So I hide the fact that I was a nerd. So when they see I was a nerd, they're like, oh, you're a nerd, but you play sports still? I guess you're cool. You know, like, it's one of those things, like, I guess you're all right. Like, yeah, because I remember even growing up, too, like, I forgot, I think it was when the episode three came out but i remember i had a birthday party for my um with my soccer team and they came over we had a sleepover or maybe it's between episodes one of those but it had to be episode three because 
I remember someone got me, my neighbor, Matt, got me the Lego Star Wars set. And I think when episode uh, three came out, what was that? I, we were old enough where I think you're like, oh, if you like Star Wars now, besides watching the movies and you get stuff like you're a real nerd. So I remember he got me the Lego set with Mustafar and like the fight between them. And we had to sleep over with my, the rest of my soccer team. And everyone's like, what? What? You got dude, that's so lame. And I was like, nah, bro, you don't understand. Like, not, <laughs> like, you don't understand. Lame to you, maybe. <laughs> yeah, lame to you, because we were playing Lego Star Wars, and I remember everyone fell asleep besides me and my other friend, and we built that entire Lego thing that entire oh, night, yeah. and, like, oh, everyone yeah. else woke up to it, seeing it, and they're like, uh, uh oh, what the, wow, you guys really stayed up the whole night and built this? Like, yeah, again, bro, you don't, you just don't get it, man. Like, it's, it's amazing. Like, Star Wars is great. Yeah. Like, you don't, you, <laughs> And now, like you said, nowadays, those people are like probably big Star Wars fans. You know, it's OK now. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. I just remembered that. I was like, dang. Yeah. People used to. I remember they tried, but I I was I guess I was still too cool because I played sports. They couldn't get me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, I know exactly what you're talking about, because I was in the same way, but just with basketball. Right. So it was yeah. like, you're like, hey, we're going to have practice. It's like, yeah, cool. And then next thing you know, like that night i'm playing like gauntlet legacy on the gamecube with me and my friends and we're all like four controllers hooked up and we're playing and i'm all like bro these people if they knew that i was hanging out with these people they probably would be like why are you hanging out with them but i don't care because i love games and they love games too (laughs) so i'm gonna do it right and it was just yeah back then it was a little different and now it's a little bit more mainstream a little bit more easily digested by not just geeks and nerds but by your average person I mean, you get some, you get a 12 pack of Mountain Dew, three pizzas, and your favorite friends, Halo 2, and four controllers, man. Uh, That's a good night. That right and Truth and Xbox, baby. Oh, yeah. Classic land parties, man. Oh, that was, those Jeez. Are good uh, I was going to ask too, like, what are like some, because I brought up the Lego stuff. What are some like non mainstream, like movie Star Wars things that like you guys are into? Like, is there anything besides, are you just into like the movies or do you get into like, other things because i feel like star wars like they build a big picture with the movies but then they've done such an excellent job of like filling in little gaps of time between the stuff with other things whether it be games or novels or anything so i didn't know if you guys there was any other kind of uh star wars content that you absorb besides like the movies you know yeah yeah so for me unfortunately i haven't really gotten too much into the games and i know that's like ah Mm-hmm. Um, I love single player games, um, but unfortunately, I love multiplayer games more. So the things that get and unfortunately, here we go. Right. Unfortunately, fortunately, unfortunately, fortunately, <laughs> most of the great Star Wars games are like single player. You know, they're like you're hitting a story, you're hitting the ground running, you're enjoying the experience. It's the story. Um the multiplayer games, you know, things like Battlefront and Squadrons. Ugh, we, played Battlefront. We, we played Battlefront together, you know. Remember we did we- play <laughs> Battlefront together. And like to me, like I love that stuff, being able to play with other people, being yeah. able to play against people. Like Greedy knows that's my that's my go-to in, in video games. Um fortunately, I do not have collectibles because I would be so far in the crapper with money <laughs> because i at work bro literally my office and right across from me um so i work in computers but we're housed in the same building and in my same hallway is a counselor now this counselor has 
all different kinds of Star Wars on his wall. I'm talking magazines, like what you got there, T-Bone. He's got, um, or like uh, comics, sorry. And like what he has, like portraits. He has um, like the, almost like the film negatives. I don't know what they're called, mm-hmm. but like he has like the film negative they bought. Like he has lights. He's got books. He's got quotes. He has a whiteboard that has like Yoda quotes and he changes it like every month. Like he's constantly doing everything Star Wars and like everybody knows him as the Star Wars guy. And you ask him like, how much has he spent on collectibles? And he's just like, Ooh, I can't tell you that. He's like, let's just say that that my wife is going to hate me. If she ever were to ask me that question, he's like, I got boxes. I got basements. I got attics. He's like, I have storage units. He's like, I have everything Star Wars. And I love it. I love going with him. I love going to any type of Star Wars event and seeing him go crazy for this stuff. Uh, but thank goodness I have not done any of that. <laughs> um, I'm more of your basic uh, uh, pink drink uh, Star Wars consuming here, <laughs> where where it is mostly just the movies and the TV shows. And yep. for me, I love it. I mean, I know about the comics i know about you know the non-canonical stuff uh, canonical stuff i know about the games i just haven't consumed it as much as i would want to, but that's where i am hey, that's cool, i'm man. the purple drink of star wars that's okay man you know you, you're not a fan no i'm just kidding that's, yeah. that's what those other fans would say you know i was yeah. gonna say i was gonna say <laughs> but no that's totally fine what about youtube bone I mean, man, if you want to start with collectibles, I'm Ooh. sure you guys can see it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. yeah. It's, uh... it's like half of it, but it's, you know, I, <laughs> like Messiah was saying, it's like, you know, I'm glad you're not getting into the collectible thing. Yeah. I have no self-control with that, man. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, I got Funko Pops. I got um, a couple Omnibus, so like the thick, like entire collections of a couple series of um, like the older public comics, uh, Dr. Afra, which is really interesting. And I hope that they make like a, maybe an animated show or even a live live action show about her. Um, I just picked up some lightsabers a couple months ago. Ooh, some nice. like, like, and they're not like the Disney park lightsabers. Oh, they're, okay. they're nice. They're pretty nice. Oh, yeah. Um, but that's one of those things where I was like, I don't think I needed to buy that, but you know what? You only live once and yeah, I, I love it. It just, it gives my, like my room, like my gaming setup, just, it makes me feel at home, you know? And I think that's, that's worth the money. Um, Oh, oh, damn. What you whipping out over there? Those aren't skis. Not the Disney ones. I was like, oh, oopsies. (laughs) No, no, it ain't like that. It ain't like that. It ain't like that. Now you're not the real Star Wars fan. (laughs) I think it was really about the experience. I I really like these. I, uh, how do I turn this on? Oh, it was made in Disney. Oh, yes, sir. Nice. It's really about the actual handle, though. Like these, yeah, the hilt. Are, yeah, the hilts are are super nice, but um, yeah, I you get forgot. you I get them like from uh, stuff too. Dang. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you get them from Galaxy's Edge. Yeah, I got them from Galaxy's Edge, nice. and uh, again, really about the experience. And the the hilt is really the part that I'm like, I don't yeah. like the blade, cool, whatever. But the hilt is the thing yeah. that really goes with uh, whatever cosplay I want to do, which, you know, is another thing. So, yeah, I got to hit Galaxy's Edge. 
Oh, this one's uh, before <laughs> before I die. Yeah, yeah, oh, for yeah sure. I was gonna say, you, you, have you uh, you haven't been to us, uh, Galaxy? Dude, Street I've yet? been I've been to Disneyland like twenty times, but it was all before Galaxy's oh, Edge. Man. It was installed. Yeah. We'll make it. We'll make a trip down there. I mean, my yeah, parents yeah, yeah. live in near Anaheim, so it's, it's oh, okay. It, yeah. it ain't it ain't no biggie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, in terms of other other content, um, got some comic books. I still need to finish. Like I was saying, books. We'll talk about some books later. Mm-hmm, I got mm-hmm. Gary into the Thrawn trilogies, oh, which man. are just <laughs> absolutely phenomenal. I think it's actually. We'll I think they are bro. the best. Star Wars stories out there, even including the shows and and the movies. But we'll Man. talk about that later. Boy. Woo. Uh, yep. <laughs> uh, my buddy, my buddy got me on to the Thrawn trilogy a few years ago, and he had only read the first book. So I started reading it, or I started listening to the audiobook, and I was just like, "This is so good." And I read. <laughs> all three trilogies. And I was like, you know, my buddy's name's Derek. I was like, I can't thank you enough for turning me on to this. This is freaking awesome. Um, other stuff though, video games. I was big on a lot of the games when I was younger, the Knights of the old Republic games. I absolutely yes. loved. They were so good. It doesn't age well. Uh, like the mm-hmm. combat and all that stuff doesn't age very well, mm-hmm. but the stories are amazing. Um, the Outcast games, the Academy games, Rogue Squadron games, um, the original Battlefront games were Ooh, awesome. Yes. So good. Um, oh, man. Oh, man. Dang. I didn't, I didn't actually play the newer Battlefronts that much because I heard that they were like pay to win. So I was like, yeah, I don't really want to play them. Then. Yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe I'll go <laughs> yeah. back, though. Yeah, I think if you I, have a squad, it, it's a lot more enjoyable. Um, yeah, it, like most of the Battlefront games, but yeah, you're right. I've heard the thing over and over again. It's like if you played Battle One, Battlefield, uh, Battlefront, I always get those tongue tied. The Battlefield, play Battlefront yeah. One and Two, like those are completely different than what you're gonna get in this modern edition. Which when I heard about it, I was like, no, I was looking so forward to it. I know. It, 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 it's it's. I- it's, was, they're different. Yeah, they're different. I I will say like the original ones, like they're the top tier of the Star Wars like Battlefront yeah. games for sure. Like I put like sunk like so many summers, so many winters with friends playing those games. <laughs> so, I mean, so many like constantly break almost like breaking the game, figuring out how to do every single little thing so much that like we destroy the game. It was insane. But yeah, the new ones were cool because they look good, you know. But like yeah. the first one was all right. It was cool. It wasn't much to it. No story. It was just like upgraded Battlefront. But the second one, when it first launched, that's when they had the thing where it was like microtransactions and you could only get so many points for free before and you can't even afford to get anything. Yeah. And then after all that, when the game was already about to go down the stinker, they're like, hey, uh, we got rid of that system. You can just do it for free now. It's like... It's too late. You betrayed me. It's you were supposed late. to be the yep. chosen one. You were supposed to be the chosen one. It's too late now. You're supposed to. You were my brother, EA. You're supposed to defeat the microtransactions, uh, not join them. Yeah. Oh, my god. Yeah, dang, you reminded me. I remember, yeah, the Rogue Squadron games, like on like N64, I had. Dang, those yeah. games. Yeah. GameCube, bro. Speed Speed Racer on the PC is how I played it. Dang. Yeah, so Star Wars Speed Racer. I would go to my friend's house and be like, yo, load it up. Load it up. 
load it <laughs> oh, up, and then we just be there behind his computer and just oh, and just Ooh. enjoy the heck out of the game. Did you guys ever play the arcade Star Wars story game? There was an arcade game where you like had like the joystick and you like even do like the lightsaber. You'd fight like Darth Vader. You do like the there was like three missions. You like do the Death Star run. You go to Hoth and then you go do the second Death Star run. But in between, you would like have a Jedi fight where you would be Luke Skywalker and you have to like deflect like uh, Boba Fett's shots and everything. It's like an arcade game. And there was also a pod racing game, too. I don't know if you guys were the pod The pod racing one was was fun. Yeah. Hella fun. Yeah, those were man. There's there's just there like throughout time, like since we were young, there have yeah. been a lot of great games. I mean, there was even Republic Commando. Uh that was a good one. Was there. That was a good one. Um, but it's like Messiah kind of mentioned it. It's like I'm the same way. Like I I play video games to play with my friends, and especially yeah. since like most of my friends are still uh back down in SoCal, it's like the my main wave, like still socializing with people like on being on discord and playing games like with my homies. So it's hard to like put that time aside in an era where like most of the good star Wars games are all single player. Mm-hmm. Even if yeah. you're in discord and you're like streaming, like people want to watch whatever. It's just not, it's not the same. It's not the same, you know, yeah. but I will recommend that I haven't finished it yet. If you guys have the itch, um, you can sign up for EA play like the plus pay 15 bucks for it for a month and download survivor instead of buying the whole game. Um, it's, it's, it's fun. It's, it's really fun. I don't know if you guys played fallen order, but highly recommend it. Uh, fallen order. Sure. Yeah, I have, I did play, I think I got it maybe two years ago on like the May the 4th. It was like nine bucks. So like, I can't not get this, you know? So I yeah. did get it and it was fun. It was a fun game. I enjoyed it. There was nothing wrong with the story or the gameplay is just that it crashed so much. That was the only thing on PC. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. I remember there's one point where I got to so far in the level and I was sliding down one of the sliding parts and I fell through the map and then I kept falling for like two <laughs> minutes and then yeah. the game crashed and it sent me to the very beginning of the, the map. Like, I, like it just didn't, it didn't care about the saves. It was sent me to the beginning. I was like, Nah, I'm good for now. And then I, I came back yeah. to it later. But it's a great game. Like, I, I still don't get me wrong. I finished it because I'm like, no, I have to because this game is great. Don't care about the bugs. I'll get through it. But I needed, like, a mental break because I couldn't. It's but, frustrating as hell. Yeah. When, when, that, when that kind of stuff happens. Yes. <laughs> yeah, but. Dang. Um, yeah. I mean, for me, in terms of other content, I mean, it just. I mean, that's pretty much it. I'm so looking forward to the future of Star Wars, and I'll just, I'll leave it there. I'll yeah. leave it there. I'll say, yeah, definitely, like, for me, you've recently got me into, I gotta say, it's like, again, he got me into the Thrawn books. Um, I was so immersed. I think, I <laughs> I felt like I was, like, a fiend. Like, I needed it. Like, when I first talked to him about it, he's like, yeah, you gotta get these. And I was like, which ones? I need it now. I need it now. Because it was after, <laughs> like, I think the second, to, the second to last episode of, uh, the Mandalorian season three, which, yeah. you know, great yeah. show again. Um, mm-hmm. And I was like, I need to know Thrawn. Like, I remember seeing him in stuff. I didn't really know who he was. And again, I thought I was a big Star Wars fan, but I was like, no, I didn't even understand yet. Like Thrawn is one of the characters, you know, the the, the blue man from Star Wars that everyone talks this about. This is the blue man group. Yeah. <laughs> the blue man group. Yeah. Like his, the, the original, the, I guess it's legends now, right? The legends uh, trilogy. 
is mm-hmm. like something else. Like you're right. That storytelling. I was like, dude, I've, I want to be, I already thought I wanted to be in this world. Now I really want to be in this world. This world is amazing. <laughs> like the whole story, like the way the, uh, the narrator talks and stuff. Like I feel like I'm in it. And that's one of the great things about Star Wars 2 again. Like the little stories they tell in between the main things are like, like out of this world. Almost like, I think you said it, right? Almost better than kind of, I feel like the storytelling they do for the main stuff, which is still good, but. Yeah. It's just, I like to hear like, oh, what was Lando? What was Han doing at this time after all this stuff happened? You know, after they destroyed the yeah. second Death Star. But yeah. Yeah. It's it's just to piggyback on you a little bit. It's it's much different when you have the Star Wars movies where you have, and even the shows where you have so many hands in the pot and in, are involved in the projects. It's hard to make a continuous, continuously well-told, substantially well-written story whereas the thrawn books it's timothy's on like that's it it's the writer it's the amazing narrator uh mark thompson the sound effects mark everything thompson. so you can't it, it it's it won't go to it too much but it's hard to compare the two um in terms of storytelling because you know and it's also fan fan feedback right like yeah. that also yeah. has something to do with the way that things are written. Um, yeah, it has an influence for sure. Yeah, definitely. But anyways. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> do are, are some Star Wars fans, are we, are we so privileged to the point that we, because I feel like, so has there truly been, like with the series, before we get to that, let's just say, what is like your favorite of the movies for each saga? Oof. Even though everybody would say episode seven for the newest one, I still thought that nine wasn't that bad. <laughs> I know. I get it. I get it, man. I get it. I really do. I said but <laughs> no, but I, just I, know, I know what's happening. Hey, again, we're, I'm not going to be that Star Wars fan who's like, oh my God, dude, you, what is your problem? No. Every single movie, I will say, episode nine was a very high budgeted, shiny, super high tier budget turd. So um, yes. it looked great. And that was good enough for me. In it, everything in it, I was like, dang, look at all this. I don't know what it is, but look at all of it. It looks great. You know, <laughs> that's how I felt. I will say, honestly, yeah. from my Star yeah. Wars nostalgia, like not trying to be mean to Star Wars point of view, it looked good. Like J.J. Abrams, really great at making, you know, stuff look great. So it's kind of hard for me to pick one out of the sequel trilogy. I'm not going to lie, because I honestly really liked The Last Jedi. It's just that there was no uniformity between the three movies. That was the problem. Yeah. But I have to still pick The Force Awakens was the best. It's my favorite out of them. But as it is most people, I'm not going to sit here and judge you, Messiah, at all. Like, I would never... I, w- I shouldn't be here if I'm going to do that. Exactly. But yeah. None of us should. <laughs> like seeing all the like ghost Sith in the arena at the very end was like, holy crap. Like the power of evil, like the power of the Sith. This is, this it's all bonkers. here. Yeah. It's all here. <laughs> yeah. um, the cinematography, amazing. I mean, the audio, like audio visual effects. Awesome. Um, the, the reason why it's my least favorite is just because Palpatine returning. I just think the very first line, not a good idea. I just don't think it's a good idea. Um, yeah. 
because he, he, I don't know. I won't elaborate on that too much because I, I just, he I, was already a villain once. Like, why does he yeah. have to be a villain again? You I know? think the, the, just that me. them doing that single handedly took the Skywalker saga and turned it into the Palpatine yes. saga. That just Absolutely. because of that one movie, it took, so it's like, so you're telling me the chosen one who's the chosen one. I don't again. Not bad. I'm trying to explain it, right? I'm not mad. I'm just saying that like whole movie bringing back easily turned the whole story about the Skywalkers into the Palpatine story. So, like that's this was his Infinity Saga. You know, he was Thanos somehow. So it was was keeping up with the Palpatines. Yeah, Yeah, seriously. (laughs) But then, like, but but then it wasn't the Palpatines because Ray is just like, no, I'm a Skywalker. Yeah, exactly. Okay. You're like, all right, so sure. yes and yeah, yes and yeah. Um, yeah, I'll again look good. Sorry, I'm not gonna hate on it. I can't. I really can't. Oh. I don't want to hate on any Star Wars stuff. So before before I Gary gives his favorite three out of <laughs> yeah. the three, I just want to say that each one of those movies has amazing moments in it. Yep, I agree. I I, th- I feel like you could we everyone could agree on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with yeah, that. Yeah, and I think I think my my theme of selecting is just like you said, uh, T Bone, where it's like finally the resolution. And I guess like I mean six three six nine. Uh, without shout outs to the Ying Yang twins, but I it's was like say, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but just having that resolution of the saga maybe amplifies it for me over seven. Maybe that's why. I don't know. Maybe who knows. I can see that. I can definitely see that. I can see that. Yeah. Uh, I feel like again, I still would. I still watch them, right? So, for when it comes to the prequels, I live in that. Like this was my childhood. So again, it was my childhood plus Star Wars. So it gets a boost. Um, I know a lot of fans out there like to talk about how bad they are, but I still think it was a pretty the story. You could tell what the story was all the way through. It wasn't like, huh, what, what's going on, like. It was a whole full through story, right? So episode three, I have to say, is my favorite. I like episode one's fight. The Jet the Darth Maul uh Qui-Gon Obi-Wan fight was great, but all together, like the whole thing, all all around, episode three was the best to me. So I agree with you guys there. Um I have growing up for the original trilogy, I have this weird thing. I don't know what it is. I blame my parents. Where I saw things out of order. Like, I remember I saw Terminator 3, then 2, then 1. I saw Jurassic Park 3, then 1, then 2. Um, I've never seen Back to the Future, so I don't know. Um, I saw so many things out of order. I saw, I remember I was at my brother-in-law's house, and we were talking. I was like, you know what? I don't think I've ever seen episode 5. And he's like, which ones have you seen? I was like, 1, 2, 3, 4, 6. He's like, what? I was like, I don't. Am I a Star Wars fan? I don't know. I've never <laughs> seen it. Like, like, am I, like, so I've never saw episode five until like I was like 20 something. And then I finally watched the whole thing. And I was like, why would I never see this movie? I don't get. So episode five to me is uh, my favorite for the original trilogy. Because I They're don't know. Good. It's, it's good. But it's something about like the enduring. Like we were talking earlier. Like enduring through the hard time. Like you don't give up. Like there's struggle. But like you know there's this feeling of they're not going to give up even though they just got hit everyone got hit with the worst things that could be 
possibly happening. Lando, Lando's betrayal. Lando's betrayal. Han, you know, Carbonite. Luke finding out who his daddy is. Losing a hand. Like, that's that's gotta (laughs) be mental, right? Imagine, like, hey, I'm your dad, and I'm the one who's destroying everyone in the universe. I killed everything. I want to, you know, take over the galaxy. By the way, you know, and then yeah, like (laughs) by the way, yeah, like, that's yeah, that's, I don't know. And then well, I guess when I think about it, you really see them endure all that through episode six. So maybe episode, ah, oh, man, right? Hmm. It's hard. Hmm. One of your list is hard. I'm going to go with episode six because I think about it. That's them actually persevering through all the, the toughness. Like they don't give up. That's the rebellion, right? Like the whole point of that is the like rebellion, like the hope, the light side of the force, the good side never gives up. There's always ha- there always has to be balance. In episode six, they balance the force. So episode six, I just corrected myself. Um, and the sequel trilogy, I got to go with the one I saw in theaters like seven times, you know? And I mean seven times because I saw it with like a group of people every, a different group of people every time. <laughs> um, and that was episode seven. Uh, I feel like it was the, the beginning of, oh, this is, look at this all this potential, like so much set up so much. Look at everything. It's great. Oh, your, your favorite people are back again. Oh, and this guy, Luke, he's back. What is he going to do? We don't know, but he's here now. They're bringing him back, you know? So I'll go with, uh, also I feel like episode seven was where we got the most out of Poe. And I, I really liked Poe in episode seven. So I'm going to go with that one, man. It just makes me think like, and I love I love episode seven too because of um like Finn's character, but then yes. I get sad because of how much they screwed his they character. Just neutered over. him. Mm-hmm. Like seriously, they yeah, <laughs> neutered him. <laughs> they absolutely neutered him. I remember everybody's like after they get out of the theaters in episode seven, it's like, bro, yeah, he did you see when he held the lightsaber, bro? Yep. Does he have the force? Does he have yep. this? And then just Bro, Kylo Ren stared at him when die. he sensed him. He was staring at him at the beginning and he sensed his betrayal already he because he's he's sensitive to the force he's a force user yeah let's Um, and i'll I'll, yeah i'll I'll throw this in there i'll throw this in there so just a brief touch on the future of star wars there is going to be a movie well there should be a movie coming out because there's been a bunch of ones that got scrapped already like taika waititi was going to have his own movie but that got scrapped there's going to be episode I don't know if they're going to call it episode 10, but there will be another movie with uh, Daisy, Daisy Ridley's character, Ray. Yes. So maybe Finn will come back and maybe we get some resolution of that or some more yeah. like building onto the character. Mm-hmm. This will be their know? episode seven we'll where see. they're like, oh, all these characters are coming back and they're kind of redeemed from their, you know. I don't know, because it's supposed to be, like, what, like, 15 years after episode nine? So, like, yeah, yeah he could yeah. be, like, training. I, I'm excited for that, like. The future of Star Wars is looking really good. Oh yeah, very bright yeah. for sure. Yeah, the future is looking good. Um, so yeah, three, five, no, three, six, seven, not three, six, nine for me. So I'll have to say that. Um, I guess I, I don't know. We could kind of move on to because again, we ca- keep talking about like the. I feel like the good stories are the ones that are in between the movies, which they do really well in the form of uh, TV shows. You know, their Star Wars TV shows like today have been just out of the park, but they also kind of like with the games, they've been doing it for so long, you know, 
there's been so many good Star Wars TV shows that have been going on since Star Wars has begun. So I kind of wanted to get your guys uh, thoughts on what do you think about like all the side story TV show stuff? Whether it be cartoons or live action. So I like what they're doing with the TV and what I was telling Greedy prior to us um, hitting the record button here and starting it. So with the TV, I like how they're telling all the in-betweens because who doesn't love knowing what happened on the other side? The galaxy is a huge place, right? And to understand what's happening, to finally be able to see like, oh, okay, so after Clone Wars and after Rebels, like what happened with Ahsoka and like, bam, you see her in this series and you're like, whoa, like what's going, like Ahsoka and then next thing you know, like, yeah, people really love that and whether if it was because they really love that or that's the direction we're going, now she's getting her own show and you're like, sweet, and then you see her in the in another show in the book of Boba Fett and you're just like, oh my gosh, it's all coming together <laughs> and I think like the TV shows are doing a great job of that and whether if they're taking a page out of Marvel's book, which, you know, uh, I, I know that's a different uh, podcast episode but we have to acknowledge i mean there has to be some sort of yeah you know there there's some sort of rubric that they're getting from from marvel and and what they're doing there um so i love the tv shows and one thing i had mentioned to greedy is before this announcement of the movie i had always been thinking to myself you know what marvel does differently than star wars star wars is going to tell you all the stories in between which are all great you should absolutely love them I said, but I would love for them to just tell the story moving forward. There has to be something else besides at the end of episode nine. Like, give me more years after episode nine instead of telling me what happened between three and four, six and seven, you know, all that other stuff. So the shows are doing a good job of that in between stories, but I'm looking forward to what's going to be the future of star Wars. What is going to get us more excited about the new stuff, new characters, instead of just saying like, Oh yeah, I always wonder what Ahsoka was doing. Oh, I always wonder what was happening here and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And I think that the Mandalorian was a pitch and a throw and an absolute home run. And I love that they did it because I don't know too much about books uh, when it comes to Star Wars, but to me, I don't know. Is he like an original character? I'm going to assume that he is. No, he's yeah. not. Total, total, like, no, he's, to, he's totally original. Totally. Yeah. Original. And so to me, I love that because it's like you took a, you, you swung the bat and you swung to the fences and you happened to hit something. And now you have just this huge snowball effect that you can build off of it. So, you know, as a fan uh, and not only as a fan, but you know, as like a, a production movie as a franchise whatever you want to call it like you know you have the potential to do that and i love it so i'm excited for the shows for the movies everything mm. super oh, excited yes 100 percent, man yeah i think i think excitement is uh is an understatement for me <laughs> i mean this last star wars celebration i was just ecstatic at everything that was coming out um all rewind a little bit all the current shows or like the shows that have come out in the past yeah i mean clone wars is some of the best in between storytelling that i've it, it is it is <laughs> so yes it, okay so i was talking to one of my friends that i met um in my wow guild and he wanted to watch the clone wars and i feel like 
his opinion was one of the more common opinion on Clone Wars. When you first start it, it feels very kid, G-rated, PG-rated. And I always need to tell people, like, you need... You can put it on in the background. And I'm telling you, there will be a point in the seven seasons where you're like, what did I just hear? Or what am I seeing right now? It has some of the craziest story arcs about the characters that we already know and love, like Yoda, the chosen one arc, like the whole, the bot, like the Mortis arc. I mean, season seven is, mm, mm, has my third favorite lightsaber battle of all time. Yes. It it just, it's, it's one of the reasons why I love animation so much is that they can focus more on the storytelling rather than focusing on the big budget and the cinematography and, you know, what have you. Um, Mandalorian was a little mixture of both. It was amazing cinematography, great production. I mean, the whole volume thing that they use, I don't mm-hmm. know if you guys watched that, that little mini documentary after the first season about like the room. That's just like a, it's like a sixty. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a stage and then like a three sixty screen around them. So they can just do like crazy creative things, mm-hmm. um, with all the shots and, you know, the landscaping and and all that but yeah i mean clone wars i mean rebels is fantastic and if you haven't watched rebels that thrawn is in rebels i mean mm-hmm. kane and jairus is an amazing character um so much good stuff in rebels and we're gonna see some of the characters in ahsoka so i definitely would watch, watch rebels if you haven't absolutely um god what else what else is out there i mean there's like resistance which i haven't watched which i heard was okay um, yeah i've also heard that yeah yeah and i that's kind of like well maybe maybe sometime i'll watch it but obi-wan i mean the obi-wan show was was pretty good it had some crazy moments in it um what else is out there um, what am i missing i will say if it I wasn't for this. those clone war shows some of the stuff that they even used in the live action stuff wouldn't be there you know like the Absolutely. obi-wan stuff like yeah. they got influence from their their, you know, their uh, the spinoff stuff. So, yeah, yeah, I didn't even think about that. Damn, and it and that still all comes down to for me, John Favreau and Dave Filoni kind of spearheading all of this right now is, I feel like why we're in such a good place with Star Wars. Yes, um, there's a lot. There's a lot of hate out there for Kathleen Kennedy. I don't hate her. <laughs> I I have my opinions, but. You know, she's the she controls it. It is what it is. But yeah, yeah. I mean, I just think Favreau and Filoni, like there were memes going around when the Mandalorian first came out and it was just like people just like bowing down to Filoni and it's just him wearing his cowboy hat. <laughs> make, him, make, make him look like he's descending from the heavens. And I'm Worship like, your cowboy hat wearing yes. overlord. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it's it's all. All of all of the series, I think, are extremely worth the watch. If you haven't, Clone Wars is long, Rebels is long, totally worth it. Um, and I also have to say, with like the Clone Wars, especially with Anakin, Anakin's character and like his development throughout the Clone Wars, I feel like for some reason helped. Like when Hayden Christensen first appeared in Attack of the Clones, people hated him for some reason. Yeah, and I have no idea why. I have no idea why. I'd... But I feel like with 
his like Anakin's like with his character being developed for some reason, even though it's not Hayden Christensen voicing him over in the Clone Wars, made people appreciate him more. And now people love him. And I he he was like crying at Star Wars Celebration. And I yeah. was just like, yeah. dude, this is making this is this is making me cry. I just just stop. Come on. Yeah. Talking at my heartstrings. But anyways, a little bit of a tangent. But no, it's all good, man. Yeah, I, yeah you're right there. Like unjustifiably sh- like hated. Everyone in Star Wars un- who yeah. got the hate, there was no reason for it. Like it's again, it's like we have to we have to have a figure of all our frustration and anger. So let's use, you know, um the little kid from the f- episode one, I forgot his Jake, name. Jake, Jake Lloyd. Lloyd. Let's use him and then let's use adult Anakin. But if you are a true Star Wars fan, you could see like the strings and the parts of Anakin from the live action also in the Clone Wars show. Like they're kind of the same character. Like he's kind of yeah. like dry humorish kind of, you know, going through like trying to he's a person who is told he can't show emotions, but needs an outlet to do that because it's wrong because it's not it's against the Jedi code, which, you know, I don't know how they got there because when you look at the old Republic stuff, there was nothing like that. But anyways, that's a side nope. tangent too. But that's why they failed, you know? Star Wars is a great um story essay on uh i think i told i forgot who i told it's a great essay on uh the checks or the uh, uh separation of church and state because <laughs> <laughs> when you mix those two together you know you <laughs> you really uh that's how we get star wars because that's what happens that's how you get crusades yeah <laughs> <laughs> you, get crusades. I mean, you know when you ask like you know what do we what do we think of star wars i said it's my religion i mean the jedi order is kind of a religion it's it, there's so many parallels in Star Wars, and that's that's a great one. Yes, one hundred percent. And I I have to say, speaking of one of the great ones, I don't want to you know get too crazy into like you know because we can have this conversation forever. But I believe one of the greatest creations that we've gotten from Star Wars, in my opinion, is um, the creation of Rogue One, which led into the best creation in my mind which is andor the live action show about which i oh, also was how did i forget about andor yeah i i well for me i will say i've been listening to podcasts about people talk about it for a while so it's been in my mind for a bit you know but like the that time period like we're talking about between episode three and four for me i was like man that's what they always they always do stuff between this like why can't we get more which we did with the mandalorian and boba fett and ahsoka you know coming up but like something about that like if it wasn't for my mind was like if it wasn't for these people like the rebellion wouldn't have happened and we wouldn't be where we are today so i would love to see the story like andor is part of the reason why we're able to get past the empire and like help them like lead to their destruction so it's super interesting how they did it and it, it almost feels like i don't know if you guys think this but if you take andor away and didn't call it Andor or just called it you know some like let's say James Bond it's still great like it it feels like it's some crazy story that doesn't like with a Star Wars tag on it that just makes it even more amazing you know like it do, it, it just feels like there's Star Wars stuff going on in the background but it's not it doesn't need to be Star Wars which is why I think it's one of the greatest uh, pieces of Star Wars uh, media I don't know if you guys agree with that yeah. but I mean, I definitely agree with you, and it's it's just it's 
the darker, nitty gritty side of Star Wars that we haven't really seen before. Yes. And there's no force using, there's no lightsabers. It's just, <laughs> it's like, and it has one of the greatest Star Wars monologues that I've ever heard of all time. I mean, I don't know if it's the second to last episode. Episode Luthen. Luthen's monologue mm-hmm. yes. is. Like literally chills, bro. I had chills listening to that model. <laughs> I'll let you. I'll let you go ahead, Masai. I'll let you go ahead. So I love. Okay, so you're talking about Andor the show. I loved the movie. I, to, in my opinion, and whether hate or non hate, to me, it's like easily top two Star Wars movie. Yes. And because I love it, because kind of what it shares with Andor is that. It's like you said, T-Bone, it's the nitty gritty, non-force using normal Joe. Got to pick up a blaster Mm. rifle, got to get in there and plant Mm. some bombs. You can't just get into an X-Wing and, you know, feel it, feel it out and just shoot some friggin' bombs inside of a Death Star. Like you got to have sacrifice. You got to have heart. You got to have loss of friendships and love and all this stuff. And you got to have all of that and you encompass it into a movie and just all of that. And then the cherry on top was making me remember why Darth Vader is like top five villain easily, <laughs> hands down, yes. in, in any kind of franchise. Yes. Like when I saw him return in that last scene where you're getting ready to kick off where episode four starts. And I was just like, oh, my goodness. Like, I know why he is the bad guy now. Right. Whether if they did him dirty by making him big and slow, you know, in the in the original uh, trilogy, like you get to see him going crazy there on on that movie. And then even more, we got a treat, which was, you know, the Obi-Wan series. But yep. yeah, Andor, I, I Andor and not only Andor, but Rogue One just being able to be that nitty gritty non force using series that it's like we don't need a lightsaber technically right because it came out mm-hmm. at the end but we don't need a lightsaber to be a good movie yeah we don't need Absolutely. the four yeah oh it was just that show so good. like we talked about it too that show is the peak of showing you what it takes to hope what it takes to like get yeah. to like actually like it's almost like i would rather die for my cause than die for your for your suffering you know like you like I, they they put so much into like making Cassian finally believe into this this dream, you know. Um, and I don't know. I really don't know what else to say. The show it's just amazing, <laughs> and like the storytelling, like you said, that when that monologue he gave to the guy, I, I feel like I was like, well, damn. I, how do I sign up for the uh, the the? the I was like, like yeah. <laughs> sign me. I'm, up. I'm like, where's Sagarera at, dude? Yeah. Like, I'm on, I'm on board, bro. Like, come on. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's crazy, man. They and again, one of the greatest follow-ups to a spin-off movie, a movie, a side story movie. One of the greatest follow-ups to that, which was the show, which is, um, yeah, one of the best pieces I will say for um, Star Wars content. Yeah. So, I yeah. just real quick, I, I don't know if you're gearing to say something, T Bone, but just you mentioned something greedy, and it was like, this is how <laughs> you you think of rebellion and like the resistance, right? And you're like. Oh yeah, you see them when they're formed, and even when they're formed, they're kind of on the smaller end compared to the empire, obviously because it's an empire. But this is like, 
hey man like we want to build a car and we need all these pieces in order to make like an automobile like where do we start <laughs> and where do we start is like what you're seeing in andor and especially like in rogue one where it's just like I mean, there's kind of a rebellion, but not really. And things are working in the background. Like we're trying to just, you know, we're trying to slash the tires of the empire on one of their hundred vehicles. Right. And to be like, like, this is what we did to you. Like we're doing that. But like, that's how it starts. It starts Mm -hmm. from nothing. And it starts from like people having a voice against the empire and slowly and little by little, you see it coming together just in little small pieces of that show. And it just gives you chills because it's like, this is how a rebellion starts small. Don't want to speak up. You're going to get sh- killed. Your loved ones are going to get interrogated. Like everything is going to happen, but it's like for the greater cause. And it's like, Oh, like it puts that in you. Man. I'll just Watch say too. Show. It also, it's not just the uh, rebellion. You also see how the empire like became like how they became, because they started off like, Oh, like we're the empire, but, we need some, you know, we got to get some third part. We need some rent cops in here, you know, to do some jobs. We can't, we're not everywhere yet, you know? We're not everywhere. Yeah, right. They got the, what is it, the ISB, right? We're, we're not, we can't be yeah. everywhere yet. And, like, that, I, what was it? There was a line that he said that made me think, like, yeah, this is also, like, a little origin story for the Empire, too. Because, like, I think it was Luthen, he said, the Empire's been choking us so slowly, we haven't even started noticing it. And I was like, god damn, like, like, holy, yep. like, that's, that's how it is. That's how it began. Everyone, like, um. Oh man, um, Andy Serkis's character, right? One oh way my out, God. one way out. Like that's he, that right there. It makes you want to like get in prison with them just so that <laughs> you can get out, right? Like they they showed the slow process of him. Like people still believed in the Empire, which is crazy to think about because we've seen like just how the Empire is this crazy force that'll blow up a planet because you know you, you didn't want to give them the answer they wanted, so. Seeing yeah. people like, oh no, I'm just gonna serve my sentence, and like, you know, and that hope slowly turn around and be like, oh, I realize the empire is not exactly what we thought it was gonna be. So something needs to happen, and everyone has that. Everyone who started off that way, besides the people who are like hardcore, um, like you could see that turn in them, like just kind of be like, oh, we just deal with it. It's not that bad to be like, oh no, something needs to be done. Like everyone has a, a switch like flipped inside of them. And they decide to choose whether to stay with it or go with it. But there's no more like the show is showing there's no more in between just kind of lingering in the middle of like, nah, I don't really care. But they are kind of bad. Like everyone has to choose a side. So that's the one thing about the show, too. That's like wow. they make you like decide everyone around and or at least because he he makes everyone choose. <laughs> he makes everyone choose. Yeah, it, it that show literally. Like, I mean, all of Star Wars has amazing parallels to the real world. Yes. But I do think Andor has some of the best showcases of those parallels. You know, battling oppression from, yep. you know, a pretty much dictatorship or, you know, um, my, I can't even think of the other term. Um, it's just like and the other thing that I... Yeah, it's literally like a galactic... it's worse than the police man it's worse than that (laughs) true um yeah and the other thing i i don't know why i didn't think about this until the very end of the show but like when you finally realize that they've literally just been making like these connective parts for the death star the entire time you're like this this is messed up holy like like even if you hate the empire 
you're still servicing them in a way. Yeah, and it was just exactly. like, oh my gosh, this entire time of trying to do Mario Kart time trials when it comes to building <laughs> Death Star parts. It's like you were competing against everybody around you, and it was for what? Like to build this giant planet destroyer. You know what I mean? Like, it's so crazy. That, like, again, that's like the quote, like, I'd rather die for my cause than die to help them achieve whatever they're going to do. Like, I'd rather die trying to escape this prison than die helping them, you know, do whatever they're doing. Because that's what they're like. And no one knew. Like, they started. Oh, man. It's whoo. Yeah. Andor, I think Andor, Andor and Rogue One have some of the best displays of like heroism and sacrifice out yes. of pretty much all of star Wars. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, I'll just throw it out there. Like rogue one is my favorite. Well, no rogue one is my second favorite. Movie okay. All right. Of all time. I think it's, it's, I... it's so good. It's so good. Especially. I love my, I love the Mickelson brothers. And now we got the, the other Mickelson brother playing yep. Thrawn. Uh, it's gonna be good. Again, people out there, if you like, I don't know who's gonna listen to this, but like, you can see, like, we're really into Star Wars, but Star Wars isn't just like some great, crazy, like, oh, giant nerd story thing. Like, there's so much in depth stuff in there that you could probably take away and like apply it to your own life. And you know, it's crazy because Star Wars does that. It's not just a great, you know, space odyssey, like I said at the beginning, but there's so much in there that you could, you again, use in your own life or use or see, or even see parallels in there. So, you know, if you're not a Star Wars fan now, maybe, maybe you know, I think it's, it might be time. I don't know. It might be yeah, time. It might be might time. Be there's time. never a wrong, there's never a wrong time. Yeah. Um, I just want to throw out this too. And those, those is like finish it off for me for the, the series, yeah. uh, like the shows, my thoughts on them. All of the shows have literally made me change who my favorite protagonist and antagonist <laughs> in all of Star Wars are. Like Ahsoka is my favorite protagonist now, and Thrawn is my favorite antagonist. Dang. And it's just crazy that the shows have done that to me. Mm-hmm. Like, why wouldn't it be Darth Vader? Why wouldn't it be Luke Skywalker? You know what I mean? But I didn't even know Ahsoka had a Padawan until the Clone Wars, right? Like mm-hmm. it, yeah. it's <sighs> And just like learning her story and seeing her character development and thinking about Anakin's character development simultaneously is just insane. I just, I can't wait till the show. It's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That when does it August come out again? Come, come soon enough. August. That's right. August. By the way, I didn't say it at the beginning, but uh, you know, my friend, uh, homie, Aaron T-Bone, he has his own podcast. You need to go listen to it called Kyber Culture. Like, they've been into Star Wars, like, war universe for so long. They talk about it all the time. That's, like, the go-to. We're just here to have, like, we're celebrating it, but they're, like, the they got it. They got it down. So I would say definitely go check them out. So <laughs> Thank you. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, Thank yeah. you very much. I forgot to say it at the beginning. I had to say it now. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. You decide you got anything or you... Uh, no, I'm good, man. I'm good? good. I'm I'm enjoying this. Yeah. <laughs> unless you unless you want me to bring out a question, I bring out a question. I mean, if you want to, yeah, go for it. Because I feel like you know, I I didn't want to just yeah, go for it. Just yeah, you got it, man. So like, I guess one of the things, um, I mean, we're already like pretty optimistic, and especially when we love the series, like we can see that hopefully it's gonna become this great direction as far as where it's gonna go. But like. 
So I won't ask that question, but like, what about your dislikes with the series as a whole? There's got to be something that you mm. saw and you were just like, mm, I don't like what they did. I don't like the direction they did here or, you know, something that you could have changed. So, you know, maybe something I mean, to talk about. Like, unfortunately that. for me, unfortunately for me, I, I have a hard time not thinking of things uh, in a negative way. Sometimes, you know, my first thought is initially negative, yeah. but I can get rid of it. So I'll just start off at the top by saying Star Wars again. Great. Really great. So I can't really think of things that are like horrible, wrong, you know, besides like, oh, it's just just a testament of the times, you know, like the prequels, like, you know, of course, they were figuring out CGI and all that stuff, but they were still ahead of everyone else's time. So there's some stuff in there. It's a little bland or emotionless because, you know, they're trying to figure out how to mix humans and CGI stuff. So I guess that's for me on that level. Um, The only thing which I don't think it's Star Wars's fault exactly, would be the one show, Boba Fett, right? Boba Fett? Yeah. Uh, you, mean, you mean the Mandalorian season 2.5? You mean two and the Mandalorian yeah, 2.5, 2. 2. yep. 2.5. See, there we go. Everyone knows it, right? It's like, yeah. of course, you know, they could have done something different with the story instead of going the last samurai route. But um, it's it just feels like... Because Boba Fett's such a, you know, the bounty hunter Boba Fett, for people who don't know, he's a bounty hunter who made his first appearance, I think, in episode five, uh, Empire Strikes Back, as pretty much like a side background character who's the one that kind of ki- captures the our heroes, and then they made this whole lore off of him in the books and everything. Like, they made a lore, we know his backstory, you know how he grew up, and now we needed to know what happened after episode six. The pit. Like, the pit, yeah, when he <laughs> fell into the Sarlacc. So they made a show after the mandalorian because he's also a mandalorian they made a show after the second season of the mandalorian about him and i just feel like because he had such a mystery to him you were ne- there's no way you're gonna make everyone happy you know when you answer a question of a mystery of people been wondering their mind is going to be so much more colorful than what you could actually paint for everyone but that being said they did they just it was not what I expected, I will say. I did have an idea in my head, and it didn't even land anywhere near it. And it's really sad, but still, again, I didn't hate the show, but it's really sad when a show called Boba Fett, I only get excited and start paying attention more when I hear the the theme song for the Mandalorian Ta-da. in the background or something. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. oh, oh, man, oh, Mando's here. But it's like, wait, he, this is Boba Fett show, yeah. though, right? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So... I think that's like for me it's not really Star Wars, oh this is sucks. It's more like, oh well, you know, again, like the prequels here or ah oh, the storytelling yeah. here just wasn't ah oh, man, they is an interesting direction, but yeah. That's my Yeah, no, I know, I agree with you when it comes to that, because I remember telling everybody there at my work, like if they had just gone with the direction of sticking to Boba Fett and maybe like sprinkling in some this is why his or this is why his role in this area at this time is important to the grander scheme of things when it comes to the other characters that they're starting to develop mm-hmm. i think i would have been okay with that give me more boba fett in a show called boba fett the book of boba fett right um <laughs> i just i mean I, I say this all the time at work you know unfortunately i think grogu puts the star in star wars right now and i think like they kind of just 
like pumped him in along with the Mandalorian into this show. And to me overall, was it good? Like, was it something that I'm looking at and being like, Oh my God, that's why I can't love this series because they did this. Like, no, absolutely not. Like it served its purpose, but would I have loved to have seen more Boba Fett? Yes. And that's where it's where we had the, the laughing at the very beginning. That's, you know, Oh, you mean Mandalorian season two, <laughs> 2.5, like, or, you know, like two reloaded or whatever it is, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, they, they definitely could have done a better job there. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. I personally think the idea of fleshing Boba Fett's character out more and explaining his story <laughs> after he fell into the Sarlacc pit. I don't think anybody was really expecting that he lived the Sarlacc pit in the first yeah. place. Yep. Yeah. So the, well, the fact that he survived it doesn't surprise me, and I'm not mad at that at all. Um, I loved his whole journey with the Tuscans. I think that was awesome because, especially when you're talking about the Tuscans, they were painted as like these savages and barbaric. like yeah. these barbaric, yeah, yep. these villains. And then with the Mandalorian and him being able to like actually speak their language, and then Book of Boba Fett coming out and actually showing respect for their culture and their ways and all that. I thought that was awesome, Mm -hmm. but there are like so many tiny things in, in the series too. Cause the book of Boba Fett is one of my negatives in terms of star Wars. You you can tell already, but Mm -hmm. (laughs) the whole, like, the motorbike scene Uh, towards the end of the, the, like that was just (laughs) terrible. And Uh, I don't know. I don't think sticking the Mandalorian in there was a bad idea, but they just didn't do enough with Boba to make it warranted. You know, Um, I love Fennec Shand. I think having Fennec Shand in there is is awesome. I just love bounty hunter stuff in general. I think if they do more like bounty hunter series, That'd be awesome. Like in Clone Wars, we had freaking um, the box series where you had like all the bounty hunters and Obi Wan's undercover as mm-hmm. a bounty hunter. Like uh, it's just cool stuff to me. Yeah, um, bounty hunters, Cad Bane, uh, better more. Yeah, Cad as Bane. somebody as somebody who is currently watching Bad Batch and very early because I had I had avoided not avoided it. I just never got to it. Uh, seeing Cad Bane and you know all these other characters like Finnick. Um, they're coming into the limelight and it's like, Oh yeah, that's right. These guys. It's yeah. just, Damn, it just felt like this bad batch. Bad batch is amazing. Bad I, haven't, is good. I haven't I'm seen it. it all. I haven't seen it all, but I, I know I, I won't say to. anything. It's good. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, good. it's, good. it's I, good. I just feel like they didn't trust that Boba Fett could carry a show. So they had to add everything. That's what it seemed like the story that they were telling yeah. for Boba Fett. They didn't think they could trust it. So they're like, we got to throw in, uh, Cad Bane, and then we gotta throw in uh, a Rancor, and um, also uh, oh, the Mandalorian, <laughs> the Dark Saber, sprinkle Dark in Saber. the Mandalorian, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like it felt like it was everyone else's show more than it was him. Like he was barely in his yeah. own show. And again, the beginning part with the Tuskins was great, but it also felt like it, again it was great. I didn't hate it, but it's like oh well, we know where this is going. They're all gonna die, and he's gonna yeah. get revenge. All the all the the native people that teach the. The person, their their ways, they all die, and then he has to go and fight for their honor. You know, so <laughs> what's uh, what's Anakin's line when he kills them? I slaughtered them when all Padme like animals. 
I hate them. <laughs> I remember. That's I essentially know. what happened again. <laughs> oh yep. my gosh. Yeah. yeah, for me, I think it's the new, the newest uh, trilogy. I just we talked about it earlier with the neutering of of Finn and that character, and you know, n- like you said, greedy, not enough. Oscar Isaac Poe. Um, yeah, to me, it's it's that. Like, I just think, and something you mentioned, T Bone, where it's like when you have a writer who can flesh out the story himself. And it's all in his mind. He knows the direction he wants to go. I was just, I just saw Guardians. Oh, I, I didn't just see it. I saw Guardians of the Galaxy the day it came out. And um, I was watching TikToks afterwards and they were like, well, it's because James Gunn didn't want the movie to go like this. But then when they were making Endgame and Infinity War and they killed off Gamora, like he's like, why are you killing my characters off? Like I wanted to, like, this is not part of the original story. Like, why are you doing this to me? And I think like when it came to Star Wars, when you have all these different directors and different directions that you want to go, uh, it unfortunately leaves things like it, it gives an opportunity for people like us to be like, yeah, they just didn't do anything with that character, though. And that's such a shame. Like they had so much potential or they set up or they did this or they were creating like how, you know, Ben Solo was going to be the next Darth Vader. And then, no, he was just all up in his feelings and he's an emotional wreck. And it's just like, they had a lot of potential and I just am slightly sad that they didn't like utilize and capitalize on all that, that they had already built up and just went too many different directions. So my biggest gripe about the star Wars is yes, the newest saga. Yeah. And it, they, and honestly, they pretty much regurgitated Luke Skywalker story. All they did was put a female as the lead role. True. Like that's yeah. why it felt new and fresh. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. I love that there was a female as as the lead role. Yeah. But like you think about Mark Hamill literally said this. He was like, "Oh, an orphan person in the desert." You know, like the script is pretty much the same. And you're like, Come on, he's right. Like, we, we, like, 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 he's right, and it's like you—you you guys have like so much power to do something more creative with mm-hmm. the amount of money that you have, you know, and the amount of time that you have. Like, I'm not the person out here saying I need more Star Wars and I need it now for a bad product or quantity over quality. Mm-hmm. I'll wait five years for a freaking amazing Star yep. Wars movie or trilogy or whatever. Yeah. Like, I don't care make it because I still got plenty of other things to do. Read some comic books, read some books, you know, it it's, there's plenty of content out there, but I will agree with you on that. That second part. I mean, that's the only other negative that I have about any of star Wars is that hasn't changed until now is I don't think that they listen to the fan base enough, like in the sense, like Phantom Menace towards, Bef- like pretty much the sequel trilogy. Yeah, I don't think they listen to the fans enough. Um, like, I feel like there's overwhelming consensus on a lot of things that Star-, Star Wars should be doing amongst the fandom that they just don't do, and that's I think that's their biggest downfall. Having said that, I think the direction where we're going now is exactly where we need to be going. Yeah. So the negatives turn it into a positive. Uh, it's I, right. I, yeah. It's it hard is. to be negative. It's like it's like you said, Gary. Like it's. 
it's hard because again, I love Star Wars, but yeah, they kind of had a little Nintendo streak in there where they're like, eh, we're going to do our thing and you're going to like it. It's like, well, actually, hmm. You know, like, actually, we don't yeah. like this, but, you know, it can only get, <laughs> being Star Wars can only get you so far until the fans are like, why, wait, why are you doing everything that we just, we literally don't like? Or why are you copy pasting every, like, if you think about it, episode one, four, and seven are all the same. Young boy yeah. gets mentor, Seriously. you know, goes on a space venture, blows up a giant space station and loses his mentor in the fight to, you know to the death so every they're, they're all the same <laughs> like yeah exactly and if, you, if, <laughs> if you even think about it too i mean the beginning of episode four is the same as freaking the beginning of harry potter yeah yes yep. i've seen those nope. <laughs> you've seen exactly. that same. yes <laughs> it's so true <laughs> yeah. like how do we not how do we oh. not see these things like we, we we continually consume them and we're like hold on we gotta like step back and like be a little bit more critical but like yeah constructively yeah, of course. Not you know, hate, course. but like more like, hey, well, I yeah. see you're doing the same thing. Because again, it feels like for the main, when it comes to the movies, it's like they don't trust that the fans will come to see it if it's not exactly the same as Star Wars. But making it exactly the same in like the structure of the story, but then changing characters and making them do something different yeah. is like that's all they do. They just say, oh, it's exactly yeah. the same story, but instead of, you know, Luke or Anakin, it's. Ray, and then you got you know the the smuggler person, and you got the cool pilot. You know, at least we got to see someone who's like Wedge. Uh, that's why I like Poe because he's pretty much the Wedge and Tilly's of the the sequels. Yeah. But uh, yeah, they I feel like they just were like too scared. Like, oh, we we don't know if the fans will like it because it's different. No, fans want. Well, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, right? All right. Yeah. <laughs> but the, it broke. If you think if you want to do it from the time it came out. It broke with the prequels. When the prequels actually came out, that's when it broke. Because people were like, oh, this is, you know. So they should have changed it up, but they didn't. <laughs> not saying the prequels were bad, but they were not well received when they first came out. So No. And <sighs> especially the actors, like you said. Like Ahmad yeah. Best playing Jar Jar, who got his redemption in Thank freaking. goodness, man. The Mandal. Yeah. Thank I was so happy goodness. for him. Holy. Uh, it's the one more thing. Uh their portrayal of Jar Jar Binks is uh, horrible. So yeah, there we go. <laughs> That's my other negative. <laughs> he didn't. He didn't. Do, yeah. He didn't do anything wrong. They just made him like the butt of every joke. So yeah. Even I had a Jar Jar Binks toy. Yeah. They're, it's uh, excessive comedic relief. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Excessive. Even, even yeah, in the Clone sure. Wars, the cartoon, like there are episodes where like Jar Jar's like. Oh, he's the general of this army with the clone troopers, and he accidentally killed a bunch of them. Oh, so Jar Jar is like, God, why do they? Oh, man. Oh, man. oh Jar Jar. Yeah. You like, silly oh, Gungan, you. Yeah. Oh, you no. silly Gungan. <laughs> Not again. Taking out yeah. fleets of droids. Yeah. So. There we all a- know <laughs> the comedic relief needs to be droids, and that's it. Yes, like, yeah. Jar-Jar droids Jar-Jar are the are the relief. We could have gotten to why, how Jar Jar, get into the backstory of how Jar Jar just let you know Palpatine have power over uh, Coruscant or something. Like we could have got into that, you know? We couldn't. We could have had that. Or how he's the, the he's actually a Sith Lord. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's the theory, right? He's the Sith Lord, Misa Sith Lord. Yes. <laughs> Misa Sith Lord. <laughs> <laughs> Misa Sith Lord all along. <laughs> Misa tell you the story of Darth Plagueis the Wise. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> which is also me. But <laughs> I'll say so on this point. Uh, a podcast I heard so long ago, when I think episode eight came out, they told this story about how. Now imagine, right? So you're going on a cruise, and the captain is like, "Hey, hey, everyone, it's me, Captain uh, Abrams. I'm, the, I'm gonna take you on this cruise today. We're gonna be going on a cruise for three days. Um, the first day, we're gonna have a shuffleboard, disco night, and bingo. And you know, on the second day, we're gonna have uh, uh, I." Another disco night, shuffleboard, and a basketball game. And on halfway through the cruise, part of the way through on the second day, it's like, hey, um, Captain Abrams uh, disappeared. Sorry, everyone. He's not here anymore. Uh, me, Captain Johnson, <laughs> oh, he, I'm in no. charge of the boat. Now, uh, there's no more disco, and we're not going to play basketball. Bingo night's still happening, but we're not playing basketball anymore, so I'll be in charge, and I'll get you through the rest of the cruise. And then the next day, they're like, hey, wow. Uh, we found Captain Abrams again. He's back. Um, remember, remember that. Um, remember that shuffleboard night we didn't have. We're gonna have it tonight because we didn't have it, it the back, second baby. night. We're ha- bringing it back, and yeah. I decided to add this new game. We're gonna be playing um, Uno also. So uh, yeah, pickleball. That, yeah, that's, that's what the sequel is pretty much like—a cruise where the captain changes and they keeps telling you all the stuff that you're gonna do is not happening, and it is happening, and it is happening, and not happening again. So that's pretty much how they explained it. I was like, yeah, you know. Yeah. Yeah. That's very and true. all the participants are just like on this emotional roller coaster of being excited and then let down and then excited <laughs> and then let down and everyone's like, why did I even go on this cruise? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I'm on a boat and there's no land anywhere, so I'm here regardless. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've always wanted to tell that story to someone. Thank goodness. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, since yeah. we are we are again, you know, it's a little long. I kind of want. I had one more uh, thing I wanted to get into a little bit to see you know your guys's opinion but something again we all like star wars star wars is great the story is great the spin-offs the stuff they do with it is great but i feel like there's one piece of star wars that if it wasn't for this would it be as like crazy amazing as it is and that to me is soundtrack the star wars oh. music like oh yeah do you, oh. like star wars some of the star wars music really like that's part of the stuff that really sticks with you a lot. Like that's for me. Cause again, I, like I said, I make music and I'm, I feel like music is a part of me and part of my soul. Like hearing star Wars stuff, like I could get emotional just listening to a song, you know, like I could feel myself. Like, oh, I remember when I heard this 12 years ago and I was, you know, at 6 AM in the morning waking up or, you know, something like that. Like how's, how is the music for you guys? I'll let you go ahead, you okay, I, I, gotta, right. I gotta gather my emotions. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I am a huge music nerd. Like I am, uh, by a huge music nerd, this is what I'll tell you. Yeah. So I knew the planets, right? The planets, which is uh, a composition piece by Gustav Holtz. Mm-hmm. You don't need to know that, but I mentioned it anyways. And he has this arrangement of all the planets. They all have their own theme. They all have their own. Um, peace and it's supposed to signify like this is the emotion of the planet this is what mars is this is what venus is this is what uranus is this is mm-hmm. uranus whatever <laughs> uh, so this is what all of those planets are so i remember hearing a long time ago right that um the star wars comp- uh composer uh john williams he got his inspiration from gustav holtz oh. i was all like what 
So I go and I listen to the planets and I was just like, let me see. So I'm listening to Mars, bro. If I didn't tell you I was listening to Gustav Holtz and I just played you a certain portion of that, of, of that song, you would think that it's a star Wars soundtrack. Like twin sounds. Like yeah. Twins. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you were just, I'm just getting like my mind blown. And so like, I was like, you know what? Let me start digging into the music on Spotify. They have this playlist that has all the star Wars music, every single soundtrack, you know, you think of the classics, like, uh, Anakin and Padme's little love theme that they have, like that's just amazingly just it. It tugs on the emotions. Like you have to listen to it, obviously. And then one thing I noticed is that in the movie, right, they have the credits song where they roll out the credits and they kind of play like bits and pieces of every major significant song that happened uh, in the actual film. You know, episode one will have you know, all these like Gungan theme. And then it has like the duel of fates for like a minute. And then it goes into something else for like another 30 seconds. I remember I was listening to that song and I'm listening and I'm just there like thinking to myself, okay, yeah, this is from the duel of fates. This is from there. Okay. Yeah. And this is from there. Okay. And I'm listening. And then I just hear like for 10 seconds, it's like Anakin's theme because that's where you first get introduced to Anakin. So they have to play his theme. Yes. But then when they play it again, after they play his theme, it's like done in a minor key, which again, I'm a music nerd majors and minors. Just think minor is like a darker key. So now they're no longer playing him in a major key where it sounds all bright. And I'm just a little kid. It's like, no, now they're playing it in a minor key, almost like it's foreshadowing something that's going to happen. And like, I listen to those things and it's like, how do these people think like to incorporate music in a sense that it's going to just make you like already start to foreshadow what's going to be happening in the future of this entire series. Why are they doing that with Anakin? You know, they could have done it with anybody else, but it's like, it's Anakin's theme, bright, happy little kid into, Hey, there's a little bit of, you know, confusion. Yeah. Dissonance in there. And it's like that, that goes to show you, I always have this conversation with everybody and then I'll, I'll stop. When you think of like compositions, right? You think of, you know, like the classicals, you think of like the Mozarts, the Beethoven's, the Vivaldi's, the, all that other stuff, the box, all that stuff. And then when you think of like modern, it's very, it's kind of like, uh, I mean, I don't know, Hans Zimmer. I mean, he's got some good stuff. And Robin to me, Dottie. like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah him too. Kino. And then, yeah and then it goes to like me and i think like john williams Mm -hmm. like everything he's done in star wars like he's on like the mozart the beethoven like scale for me like i know that's a big word to say but it's like the amount of like just emotion and tying it to a character and it not just being about the character but just how it will progress into their theme i mean you can even hear leia's theme in in the most recent uh, trilogy. So it's like, it still has meaning and music and I love what he's done. I love what he's always done. I don't know if he's going to be making music anymore because I think he's still alive, Uh, but but I don't, Mm -hmm. yeah, he's kicking. Um, But the music is, is just, it's amazing. It's honestly just amazing. It, It does the perfect job of just portraying all the emotion that you need. Mm-hmm. Whether happy, whether sad, 
whether upset, like you hear it in the music. That's amazing. I love it. Mm-hmm. You couldn't, you couldn't, you uh. couldn't, like you, you were, you were just like talking right now. And I was literally going like in my mind, That's through, what like, I said. some of, some of the most emotional <laughs> parts of star Wars and like the, just thinking about the music behind it, because they're <laughs> like, without the music, I mean, it's just not star Wars. I'm sorry. It, it yeah. like, like the first one that comes to mind is actually clone wars season seven burying the dead i mean just one one note on a piano never hits so hard and you're just looking at ahsoka seeing her fallen clones who just turned on her and you it it just it makes me cry man it it just it music invokes so much emotion emotion just in just in general like not even in Sorry, sorry, sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. What was that? Was were you were you listening to Barry in the Dead? Yeah, yeah. It's 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 amazing. And uh, there's a quote I heard. I don't know who said it, but like music is the soul of the universe, and like I will always hold that to my heart because I agree with it. And especially orchestral pieces, like even Game of Thrones. Like when I was like a gym fanatic, I had Game of Thrones on, like <laughs> just like it, I swear, like I could, I could lift harder, I could last longer <laughs> in the gym. Like I don't know, I, it just music has that power over you. Um, and John Williams, I is easily like my favorite modern day composer. Yep. Uh, maestro, it's yeah. bar none, it's bar like, none, hands down. He's like the Beatles. Of like I can't hear posing. <laughs> yeah, I can't hear Twin Sons and not just picture like Luke on that little mound outside of the hut on mm-hmm. Tatooine, yep. looking out into the horizon. Oh, it's it, music drives the whole thing. I mean. Duel of the Fates, the crazy thing about Duel of the Fates, if you watch a couple of interviews, I feel like if they didn't make that song the way they made it and call it what they called it, yes. the, the, oh the, Im- the impact of what that scene actually meant oh, for the Star Wars man. universe wouldn't exist oh. because it was like, okay, someone's dying here. And I also think about it as a double entendre, duel as in like a showdown and duel as in two, Obi-Wan versus Qui-Gon. Whoever lives that fight, that's Anakin's fate. Uh, Like pretty much. That's pretty much what it is. And it's like, oh, oh, it's too good. And then like Imperial March. I mean, you hear that. There's no way you don't hear Darth Vader breathing like it it just. It. It. man is so impactful it music is so impactful and especially in star wars it like i said if the music isn't there or the music's not good it ain't star wars but i could go on forever about it but bro i wish we could i I, I would love to go on forever because i I really just talk about star wars forever and not have to worry about anything else bro i would but life would be made it would be it would be and that's again it feels like so again music speaks to the soul and john williams said i'm gonna make sure this speaks to everyone's soul 
and it's gonna resonate with everyone that's what it feels like every single piece of music he he crafted and orchestrated or composed it feels like it reaches to inside of someone and they're like you're gonna feel whatever i want you to feel right now you know and like duel of fates that song one of the best ones obviously but like it sticks with me it really does stick with me and it is again music is a way of expression and it does express even the titles too like duel of fates like you said if they didn't title that like i wouldn't probably even think the way i'm thinking about it right now and how how much it like oh i see it because the outcome we all know the outcome because (laughs) the one that survives wasn't exactly the one that we needed to get to the good outcome but it's the one that we got so you know here we are but i really don't know how to go into it any deeper than like messiah said because i make music (laughs) but like i'm like i don't know how to make music that touches people's souls like this like this is like on a whole different level and it's a combination of the actual story and the actual structure and seeing things mixed with the music that makes this perfect, you know, balance of what Star Wars is to us. Like Star like, Wars. I feel like with yeah. music. Mm-hmm. Sorry, sorry. No, I, go ahead. I was going on. I don't know where I was going. I was like, I'll find it. I'll find something to say. <laughs> because, <laughs> because, because, like, yeah. I feel like with music, especially at this level, it has to tell a story just on the music alone. Like, the music should also be just as important as the movie. Like, honestly, like when you think about it, like it has to be scripted to not only just aid the visuals that you're seeing, but on its own, us being able to close our eyes and listen to a soundtrack. And like you said, uh, T-Bone, I can see Luke standing here. I can hear Darth Vader breathing. I can imagine the duel that is happening between Maul, Qui-Gon, and Obi-Wan. Just from the music alone, you can already start to associate it with the images of the cinema that you have seen. And that's what music has to do. And at the highest level, like that is what it does. And like, it's just, it's so beautiful to be able to like see all this music or see all these music that greedy is pulling up right now, but it's like hearing it and knowing that like so much emotion and not only the emotion, but just it being its own movie. Yes. If that makes any sense. Oh, the, yeah. the music is its own movie. Yep. And it, it's like even even the sequel trilogy, like Ray's theme. Doo, doo, yeah. doo, 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 doo. I can't that, not mm-hmm. picture oh. her like sliding down the, the giant, yeah, the giant. sand hill. Doing, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just so well done. And I got to throw this out there, too. If you guys don't know who Samuel Kim is, he does some of the dopest like not remix, but he kind of like makes these orchestral pieces even more epic. Um, he does it for everything. He does it for Star Wars. He does it for like Indiana Jones. I mean, he, I feel like he understands exactly what we are saying, especially about orchestral pieces in movies. And he just makes it like even more emotional. Like he mm-hmm. does the Clone Wars music. He just, I just got to throw that out there and mm-hmm. recommend it. If you ever, are interested in looking at it uh, or listening to it. But yeah, I mean, those are honestly kind of the two things that have helped me survive in life is music and star Wars. And then you yes. combine those two things. Oh, we're, and, and we're we, living we, forever. We, we, we live in, we yeah. live in boys. We live we in. Live in. <laughs> oh man. You couldn't have said it. Oh, like 
truly like music again speaks to the soul makes me emotional brings me back it also gives me hope it makes me feel something i feel like and especially like nowadays for me personally i feel like it's hard for me to express myself in the way i truly want to what's inside of me so music i listen to it and i feel the expression that i want to do and when i make music i express it in a like i feel like i'm able to emotionally invest and make it in the way that i wish i could actually say out loud or be out loud but music does that for me you know so and when it comes to star wars i don't know we're not talking about it right now but for me personally star wars and lord of the rings music just uh they make me feel a certain type Top of way tier. yeah Top tier. harry potter too. all yeah. all the and you think of, man think about it all these nerdy things are the ones with the soundtracks that are so just like oh yeah really crazy and even like even um because Raman Djawadi did Game mm-hmm. of Thrones, but he also did freaking Westworld, and that music oh. is just crazy. Yes. Like it's so good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was having this conversation with somebody, and they were like, "Anime typically has some good music," and like they were talking about like um, all the um, gosh, what are they called? The Studio Ghibli films. Oh, they were talking yeah. about all the music. Yeah, yeah. And they were talking about all those movies and all the music, and they had just recently rewatched uh, *House Moving Castle*. Oh. And uh, they we started talking about like, well, what about like here, like in the West, like who's 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 holding the water here, like for as far as like good like compositions, as far as movies, as far as cinema shows and all that stuff. And some person who's not a huge Star Wars fan, he's like John Williams, like hey. <laughs> from Star Wars, and I was just like. You know what? You're right. I pulled out my phone and we started listening to all like the Star Wars music. And we were just going crazy, but I was just like, "Yeah, okay, that's good." Like, I'm glad he's in that conversation with like the people over here in our time in the West, uh, this part of the world, where it's just like, "What are the composers? What are the people making the music that you want to listen to?" And yeah, you know, he's one of them. That's crazy, and we'll throw Alan Silvestri in there too. I mean, come on, we yeah. can't forget about you know. Yeah, exactly. Marvel, oh, but of course, of course. That's true. Bum, bum, this guy's playing bum, bum, the Mandalorian. <laughs> I will have to say we can't. We an honorable mention to the which is also who's coming up right now. I mean, not coming up. He's been around, but Ludwig Gordon, man, Ludwig, he's he's yes, killing sir. it, man. He's, yes, he did the Black Panther soundtrack. He did start the Mandalorian. He also worked on uh, if you've seen it, uh, Christopher Nolan's uh, Tenet. Like that was his it's, soundtrack, and I, oh my God. I I found out the other day. I didn't know this, but if you guys uh, like music and you listen to an artist named uh, Childish Gambino, uh, Donald Glover, yes, sir. he uh, he's on a I forgot some YouTube video, and he they're interviewing him. And back he was on a show called Community that came out a long time ago. I don't remember like the early two thousands, and. Allison Brie introduced him to Ludwig Gordson. So I didn't know this whole time. I was like, dang. I was conditioned to like this man's music this whole time because he made all the he made the soundtrack for um, Childish Gambino's albums. He made all the music, composed it all. So ever since like the early 2000s, Ludwig has been in my brain. And then now that I hear it, I'm like, I've already liked this man. And he he incepted me. I got incepted to like this man already. So, Mm. yeah, (laughs) literally. But but the Mandalorian soundtrack is uh, it's its own beast. Like he's. It's so, so Wild it. West. Yeah. So yes. Wild West. Yes, Wild yes, yes. West. Exactly. Like a gun gunslinger. Yes. Yeah. Man out on a mission. Yep. Lone Wolf. 
Ah, what and I got to say this too about about his theme and like just relating it to like you know music and Star Wars and like my life and like Star Wars and mm-hmm. my heart. What's crazy is I used to have the Mandalorian theme song as my uh, alarm and as my ringtone. And <laughs> my dog, I have a border collie. She never howls. Like she's never howled once in her life before this. The first time she heard that song come out of my phone, she started howling to the theme song. And I'm like, okay. Oh my God. Yeah. Star Wars, Star Wars is a part of my life. It's doing something. Even the animals the are like, force I vibe. Strong here. Yeah, the force, I vibe. Yeah. <laughs> vibe. Oh, the force is strong with this song. Oh my God. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Holy moly. It's crazy. Man. That's crazy. Again, music. That is crazy. Music could just move everything. It sounds. It sounds. And everyone who can hear man. relates to it. It's. Oh, so good it's so good and <laughs> i i will again i wish i could talk about it forever um but <sighs> just like you know everyone's adventure if you like comes to an end but that doesn't mean it's the end of the <laughs> journey it just means it's the end of the episode so i just wanted to say True. you know if there's any final thoughts you guys have on star wars as a whole Go ahead and lay, you know, lay it down for me. I'll, I'll, if you, you know, need some time to think, I'll just say again, Star Wars for me. After going through this all, it kind of helped me paint a picture even better. Talking about it like this, this is kind of like why I wanted to do the podcast, so we could get people on who are like minded or even just have some thoughts or anything in this field, which is Star Wars. And I'm like, dang, I see. I feel like I see it better than I have seen it before because I had someone else to talk to and bounce off ideas and you know relate to with it, but like. Again, Star Wars is just a part of my life that has helped me get through some things, whether it be with the music or the actual story and just, you know, entertainment or awesome gaming or the the novels like I'm listening to right now that are, again, like they've got me hooked. But like Star Wars is just a lifestyle. That's what I'm going to say. Star Wars is a lifestyle to me. That's how I feel. It's a lifestyle, kind of like you said, religion. It's a lifestyle and I'm all I'm on board for it. And, you know, no matter where they go. I'm probably going to be there. So that's how I feel. I don't know about you guys, but yeah. So I'll I'll pick up right after you. I was going to say, if you're a star Wars fan, you're going to be a star Wars fan forever. So I don't need to convince you of that. Um, But if you have never gotten into star Wars and you've always heard it thrown around, um, what I would tell you is you've probably heard about the Mandalorian. You've probably seen (laughs) toys. You've probably seen your coworkers talk about it. Family talk about it. I know some families that have traditions where, you know, I remember when season one came out, it was like, what are we doing for new years? Well, we're catching up to freaking season one of Mandalorian. And then the next episode, <laughs> the final episode comes out next week and then we'll watch it again. And it was just like, you know, there's families, there's friendships, there's bonds that are being made with this series. And so if you've never given it a shot, give it a shot because this is a huge story, not to the point where you're overwhelmed, but it's a huge story and a wonderful masterpiece that is all just part of one canvas right now. And, you know, you start somewhere, you get hooked and you start somewhere else. You get hooked on that. You're playing the games. You're watching the movies. You're watching the shows. You're listening to the music. You're reading the books. And then just putting all of that together, you're going to have a wonderful experience. If you haven't already given Star Wars a chance, it's for everybody, you know, whether you think like that's space uh, mumbo jumbo, it's not good for me. 
what I would say, just kind of like what I said about anime, if you're willing to watch Stranger Things, if you're willing to watch Game of Thrones, if you're willing to watch all these other shows, Star Wars is also up there with in your alley. Like you just don't know it yet, but it's there. Like if, if you can watch those series, you can definitely give Star Wars a chance. Absolutely. So in my opinion, you should. That's all I got to say about that. Yep. Absolutely. And just to piggyback on what you're saying, I mean, I feel like a lot of people out there, they don't like Star Wars because of some random stigmas that are in their mind about what Star Wars is. and Or they have like these false ideas that they've heard from other people who don't like it. So they're thinking like, well, because I've been told that it's bad or that it's not worth my time, it's not worth my time rather than actually just just giving it a shot and seeing where the ride takes you because this landscape that George Lucas started is infinite and there are an infinite amount of things and stories that can be told within this universe. And it's honestly just being started. Like it only just got picked back up 20 years ago. So a hundred years from now, if you know, barring a nuclear Armageddon or, you know, (laughs) meteor (laughs) crashing into us, it's, it's gonna, it's gonna be around. It's going to be amazing. Yeah. It's it's one of those things that like if I ever have kids, th- like um, they're gonna be into Star Wars. You yes. know what I mean? Like I'm not gonna force it on them, but like like it's gonna be something that I want to pass down to them. That's like very important to me, and teach them like the importance of how it's helped me. And yeah, it just it it give it a shot. Please do. It'll. It'll find one of your heartstrings. It'll, 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 it'll hit that. You know, mm-hmm. it, it, it'll hit one of those strings. And no, and I'll, the only other thing I got to say is thank you guys for having me on. This is oh yeah, freaking totally. awesome. Like awesome. I love, thank like, you, man. Just just met Messiah for the first time, and I'm like, yo, this is, <laughs> I love this man. He's a cool like, dude. I love this. Like yeah, I feel the same way. Talk, man. Yeah, I talk to Gary like every now and then. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah you know we talk consistently on that every now and then exactly angle but it's you know it's <laughs> awesome like it's it's amazing having this commonality with people how it can like grow your own like friend group community <laughs> you know so on and so forth exactly it's awesome. and that's that's all like i said the w- way we're here right now is because i talked to myself i was like yo man like we got a lot of stuff that I feel like we got in common. I want to kind of just talk about it and get into the bottom of how we were. So that's why I wanted to do this podcast, which I don't know. The title for right now is The Things That Made Us. So right now, <laughs> this episode is The Things That Made Us Star Wars Fans. Um, uh, and, yeah, again, Star Wars, whether it be, you know, we got to look at it. Like, we got to stop looking at things in, like, giant boxes. Like, oh, this thing here equals nerd stuff. Ah, I'm not a nerd. I can't look at it. I can't look at it like that. You got to look at it deeper. Like there's so much that goes into story built. You can look at it from like a music person and just watch the movies or shows and listen to it from like, oh, the music in here is really great. You can see it from that. Or like someone who wants to be like a like a director, a producer or a cinematographer. Like you can look at it from like, look how they're creating these scenes and see it from that point of view and break down because it's more than just like this nerd nerdum thing that you see on twitter people getting upset because you know luke skywalker didn't you know swing his lightsaber fight in the mo- like it's more than that that's just like this the surface level of stuff you gotta ignore that like everything out there cinema wise has something in there that you could 
pull from and enjoy and probably resonate with unless you're transformers and um yeah it's uh <laughs> but i'm Rise sorry the I, just, shame. Shame. Yeah. I just i'm sorry i said that out loud but um i let my intrusive thoughts win uh but yeah this is honestly again great because i really wanted to sit down and talk to other people who are like me you know had a same sort of understanding and wanted to just really celebrate this is more like a celebration of star wars and in, in our life and con- like thanking it for having us get this far within how it became you know molded us into this the people we are a little bit today you know and i'm glad you guys met you guys could probably hang that's what happens i introduce a lot of my friends and they hang out more than i do um so <laughs> you know we all have stuff in common right like we all like star wars and we have all been emotionally and physically mentally scarred from valorant so you know there we go there you go and league of legends we're, we're not too and different we're all from the same cloth yeah, yeah that's right and league of legends oh star wars takes all and yeah just riot is taking over yeah exactly so get perma banned from league of legends i can't get perma banned from star wars <laughs> they can't kick me out of every theater (laughs) they will try what's that like yeah you will try you will try try. (laughs) but yeah thank you guys for uh, listening or watching this episode (laughs) don't make me kill you i don't want to end bro but i i don't want to i really wish i could just keep going man honestly this is great but yeah thank you guys for uh listening or watching hope you enjoyed stay tuned for more um Peace.